Yeah, it's Chris Poppy Chulo Miller. Now, I typically don't do this. The only reason I am today is because my first guest comments towards my favorite sports teams. I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and raised in Sterling and Fredericksburg, Virginia. <laughs> my parents, my peoples are going to clown me when they hear me saying that. They argue about me being from New York and raised in Virginia all the time. But look, I've been in Virginia mad long, so it's whatever now. Those that know me, I'm still the same pretty boy that was flossing when you met me. I graduated from Virginia State University, HBCU. I gotta represent. I started this podcast because sometimes radio and YouTube just withhold you to limitations that I felt like I would be able to express throughout a podcast. Also, women always hit me up for advice regarding their relationships, so I felt like what better way than to give them what they want, you know? This relationship advice is from the male perspective for the ladies and of course the guys too. We talk about our problems anyway. Now I won't have you leaving thinking like a man, but you'll be more open-minded following our discussions. Each week I'm going to have a new guest giving us the good word. And fellas, come on, I didn't dub y'all. I'm still talking sports, music, and entertainment. For my very first podcast, I wanted to bring in an OG because look, I'm still learning this relationship thing myself. I often reach out to him for advice, so maybe we'll learn something together. Who knows, hears, and sees more than a barber. So I invited my former barber, George Robinson. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself. So today we go through a relationship scenario that someone is actually currently experiencing. We talk about the continuous fall of the Washington football team. George says the craziest thing regarding Kyrie Irving and John Wall. And lastly, we talk about today's stars in boxing. You can follow my social media. My Instagram is Chris period Miller underscore underscore. And my Twitter is Chris underscore Miller zero five. Let's get straight to the first episode of the Chris Poppy Chulo Miller podcast. Today, for my very first podcast, I brought in an OG triple OG, my former barber, George. See what I'm saying? Robinson. What up, yo? What's good with you there, Chris? What's good with you? <laughs> you know me. I'm always cool and I'm chilling, working, working hard, working hard. You've never been on any of my platforms or anything like that. So go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, my solid listeners and supporters so they know where you're from, what you do, uh, 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 maybe give them your social media. So if they like what you got to say today, they'll be able to follow you and things like that. Okay, okay. This is, uh, for people don't know, I used to be Chris's barber for a minute. Man, I was Chris's barber for a long time, man, when he was like in high school. We had some <laughs> little crazy talks, little here and there. Like, I remember, I remember, you know, Matter of fact, we're going to get to that a little bit later. I ain't going to say that part. That's, yeah, that's a little bit crazy. But, yeah. But uh, I was going to say, matter of fact, I might going to say it because I know you're going to want me to say it. But I used to always say, like, Chris was such a player when he was a little younger, right? I say he used to get uh, cheeks like toilet seats. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, he's that Boston, everybody. He is that Boston. <laughs> But yeah, on another note, I'm starting a, a podcast. That's what I'm doing now. I'm starting a podcast. I'm no longer cutting the hair. And you can catch me on my social media and see what I'm saying. That's my Instagram. My Facebook is is uh, George Spiritual Nomad Robinson. Also, George Robinson. You can catch me on the Facebook. Also, I have a LinkedIn account. My LinkedIn account, because I'm, I'm aspiring. I'm also an aspiring life coach. That's what I'm studying. Uh, mm. that's, that's what we speak right now. Uh, studying to be a, a, a life coach and you can catch me on my LinkedIn account 
at uh, George Spiritual Nomad Robinson also too. Yeah, so anybody in the Fredericksburg area, Northern Virginia, Woodbridge area, you ain't telling where you was from, but you from Woodbridge, in that Woodbridge my area. Bad. My bad, you know, they... to this thing, but yeah, they, you know, anybody in that area, George, you got a lot of cousins in the area, so everybody know who George is, George Robinson. But look, so when I was constructing this podcast, man, I was like, I'm Poppy Chulo, so I got to give the male perspective on this. And when I was thinking about people I wanted to add on here, you were the one of the first people that came to mind. So I was like, I got to add George on here because we had some, com- you're my barber, so we had some conversations in the barbershop and we've had some, you know... Uh, talks and advice and things like that. So I was like, man, George sound like he valid. I gotta have him on a relationship tip so that when people are listening, you know, they get that good advice. So when talking about this, you know, t- coming up in this time right now, it's uh, it's that time of the year again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For single individuals, most important, it's the most important time. It's a stressful time, but it's the probably the most fun time of the year. You know what I'm talking about? Cuffing hey, season. Hey, 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 cuffing hey, what season. What y'all call it? What y'all call it? Oh, <laughs> the good old cuffing. You know what y'all say? Cuffing I'll season. Him a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You know what y'all call it? Heard you. Yup. Cuffing season. Facts. So with cuffing season, man, coming around this, you know, approaching fast. This year's been going by fast, but. How's your roster looking, man? Man, I'm too old for a roster, man. I'm just trying to find me some love, man. That's all I'm trying to find me, man. I don't got no roster. So, so just in case anybody out there listening, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a good brother. Love the Lord. Single. Throw the little ad out there, just in case. You know what I'm saying? Heard you. Facts. Nah, you gotta you gotta promote yourself. That's what this is all about. Never know who listening. But yeah, but yeah, no, 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 no roster. Ne- never believed in the roster. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to believe in, you know what I'm saying? That. That perfect rib, that perfect one for me. Heard you. That's going to come. That's going to come. Everybody's time will come. Now, you said you're looking for that perfect one. When somebody's looking back at George's, you know, relationships and things like that, is there a type, like, uh, a type of person that you are specifically looking for? Would people say that you have a type? Now, it's funny you say that. I never had a type. I had had types. What what you mean by that? (laughs) <laughs> he so, said, I ain't never had the type. I had types. <laughs> yeah, I, I had types. So it would be like, because I never discriminated. I love all my women. You know what I'm saying? So like, I had a certain type when it came to four-figure women. I had certain types of was a black woman. I had certain types of was a white woman. I had a certain mm-hmm. types of was a Spanish woman. Certain types of was an Asian woman. Certain things that so one nationality could do, another nationality can't do. So mm. I didn't have a type. But I had a type, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. What are those types? One of the main things I always look for is a smile. Something about a smile can dictate who that person is when it comes to being genuine. The smile, the best curve. Again, I'm I'm single, so I might be mistaken, you know what I'm saying? But it's nothing nothing like seeing a gorgeous smile. That's number one. You got bad teeth, I can't fool with you. Can't rock. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you might not be living the world kind of right. You know what I'm saying? I think we're um, on the same page there because if I see a girl smiling, she got them, that fist teeth, man. I, I got to go the other way. I got to head out. Yeah, like you might be the nicest thing going on, man. But yeah, smile is number one. Eyes is number two. Because you know what I'm saying? They said beauty in the eyes of the beholder. Mm-hmm. The, the smile and the, the eyes, the first thing you look at when you're looking at a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I'll plead the fifth. <laughs> no, 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 real talk though. Real talk, I, it's it's that smile. 
it's a smile number one. Eyes is you know, that's like a little plus. But it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's that smile and how they carry themselves. Mm. I ain't gonna hold you when I look at a when I'm looking at a girl. First thing I'm looking at is that butt. I gotta look at the booty first. But this is the thing about that butt, though. This is the thing about that butt. So when I was your age, when I was younger, I used to, I I used to look at the butt. Yeah. I was just a butt man growing up. Yeah. But then I realized if I do gotta judge the body, it's them hips. I'm a hip mm-hmm. man. Not like some good hips. What? Why you transition from the? Why you trans, What made you transition from the from the butt now to now you a hip man? The hips ain't the hips ain't really you know it's not really doing this. I I I feel what you're saying. Like if they they could you know why you could see what they could do with the hips and stuff like that. But because I was I, look I was an art major, right? When I mm-hmm. before I was cutting head, I was an art major. I was real big in the art. One thing I realized growing up seeing like women transform over the years from girls to young ladies to women mm-hmm. what I've noticed women with hips will pretty much stay pretty much that shape so even if they get bigger mm-hmm. they're pretty much they in that same shape you get somebody with a big butt sometimes most of the times girls with big butts <laughs> they don't really like they was born with a good shape yeah but they so don't maintain they, it and keep it so they say so then when it's lost now they're trying to get it back mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because they was blessed with it you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. with, if you got the hips, you get somebody who's small or something like that, and you got the hips or something like that. Like, uh, now, even with books and stuff, like relationship books, they say that comes from, like, a lot of men like that because that has something to do like, childbearing. Now, I don't know nothing about that, but... Mm-hmm. Speaking on getting that size in you, uh, I remember when I was in, when I was in high school, you used to tell me to look at the, look at the elbow piece. That give you a life. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I learned. That's when I learned right there. So now it's not even. I, I feel you about the little. Was I right though? Was not I right facts. about the elbow? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Can't tell all the secrets. Nah, I mean, if a that's that's gonna inspire the girl to want to work out because if she if she know about that, she gonna she gonna be on her stuff to go work out. She gonna be like, she listen to this, she gonna be like, all right, now I know something that's gonna help me to stay in the gym, help me to get my figure right. Now she gonna be working out. That work in our favor. Gotcha. But this, but this, 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 what I learned too though. You are what you attract, and you attract what you are. I do hear that. I do hear that. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, you, if, if you're if you a good dude, most times you find good women. You, if, you, if, if you stay fit, most likely you're going to find somebody that stay fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It just go kind of like hand in hand. Yeah, that's true. But it goes with good things, and it goes with bad things also, too. So, what's that? Elaborate on that for me. Because misery like company. Mm-hmm. So, even if this, even if the girl's gorgeous, if she has low self-esteem, she might find some guy that on the outside he don't look at, but he got low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it go hand in hand. I feel you. So I asked you about your type because whenever I'm, I, I have a lot of female friends that are strictly platonic, right? 
Whenever they come in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot or not, I was coming since you was a kid, but go ahead. Gotcha. Now, the females always come to me and ask me who I'm seeking, who I'm dating, who I'm talking to, who I'm interested in, right? Whenever I when I'm whenever I'm caught with that question off of, you know, out of the blue, off the top of my head, I just give them the first girl that I think of. I'm not sitting down thinking about that. I'm just going to give you some names, uh, show you some pictures or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Whenever I tell a girl who I'm talking to or who I'm messing with or whatever, it's always, Dad, Chris, you got a type. You always got a type, Chris. You, don't, you only mess with these certain girls or these certain girls. And it's crazy to me because I don't even got no type. I'm, I'm like Ray Schremer, man. I ain't got no type. You feel me? No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care the race uh you know, anything like that. So to hear that whenever I mention it, it's like, yo, that's crazy. Like, there's millions of people in this world. I'm not going to narrow myself down to just one specific type. I hate when Can people... Can I ask you a question, though? Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Because this is part of my head because I get the same thing. Uh-huh. So you might can help me out while we... You know what I'm saying? Like, while we talking, you might can help out the OG. Yeah. Listen, do you think they say that because they want you to have a type so you can be their type? You could be their type, like you're interested no, so, in them. So, so they're saying you don't have a type. No, they're saying I have a type, and I'm yeah, saying they say, yeah, they say you have a type. Yeah. Because they want you to have a type, so you can be their type. Yeah, facts. Some some girls, some girls, I think that yes, absolutely. So it'd be like a setup. So, so yes. you know what I'm saying. So like they yeah. actually just throwing it out there, like like why you don't got to have a type? Like, yeah. I'm not your type. Like exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I feel that too. I feel now it depends on who you're talking to. Like I'm once I get to know somebody, I'm pretty good at being able to pick up certain signs. So some girls, yes, I do feel like they do that to try to set you up. But then there's some actual girls that just really say that. But more times than not, I think that is the setup though. That's like the that's like the little fishing rod try to reel you in type setup right there. Yeah. Now You've been in this little relationship thing for a minute, George. Now, this is something that wasn't really incorporated in your style and growing up or anything like that. So you had to kind of learn this on the fly. How do you feel about the talking stage? Now, listen, I didn't even think y'all talk. So y'all talk? <laughs> I didn't think y'all generation talk. It's some straight social media. I thought y'all just, y'all turned up, never turned down. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but... When I was coming up, that that was our process. So our process was, we didn't jump into like talking to nobody mm-hmm. or going out with nobody. Like we talked to them first, mm-hmm. and they, we were called to talk, and they were like, you know, that's that's your boyfriend, that's your girlfriend. Like, nah, we talking. Then we go from talking to getting to know each other to dating. Then dating, go from dating to maybe engagement to engagement, maybe to marriage. Mm-hmm. But I see what happened over the years, and I could be wrong that it seems like when your generation came, there was no more talking. So when y'all should have been talking, mm-hmm. y'all y'all going out. You know what I'm saying? When y'all should have got engaged, mm-hmm. y'all getting married. Like it, it like it missed a step. Well, when I was first, you when know I was, what I'm saying? when I was originally coming up, I don't remember no talking stage. So like, that's what I'm saying. I never heard y'all talking about, I'm talking to this girl. <laughs> nah, you'd you be like, yo, I just got associates. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I used to say. <laughs> but but now when I was when I was younger, 
maybe until like middle school, early high school, maybe till like maybe like eighth grade, freshman year, something around then. That's when like the for me at least, that's when like the talking stage became more prevalent. Um, prior to that, I didn't really. It was like you date or you don't date, but then they started to incorporate. Nah, we just talking or nah, we just seeing each other. Nah, we not dating yet. We doing this, and I'm like, yo, I feel me personally. I hate the talking stage. I think is I think it's mad whack because it's it's like a lot of miscommunication within it. So you have this one side, this one party that wants to do this or feels like the relationship should swing this way. Then you have the other party, the other side feels like the relationship should swing this way and should go this way. So there's a lot of friction sometimes because I feel like it hinders relationships because there's a lot of miscommunication, misrepresentation. When you're supposed to, within the token stages, it was primarily for me, um, from how I understand it, it was primarily built to be able to you know, learn about each other and understand each other and stuff like that. But there's no real understanding within the talking stage and people don't communicate and then it ends up being friction. And so instead of communicating how the relationship should go, how one way one person likes this, you know, thing in the relationship and the other person likes this other way or this other thing in the relationship instead of talking about that they'd be like nah man i'm about to w like you're not you're not for me this this ain't it like we're not compatible or you know this this just ain't it instead of talking about it can i ask you a question Go ahead. how do you talk in this generation through social media see me personally i like to i much rather talk pull up to a female well, i that, that, that that's all i knew that's what I do. No, this is a whole nother generation now, though. This what, nobody this, just don't pull up with nobody like that no more. Everybody want to just talk on social media. Facts, facts. So, I, so I, I guess... Talk on social media. Because to me, it seems like talking on social media is saying, like, I like go hiking on long walks. But you live in the city. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. no... There's no part... Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the stuff that they, they say they do, it the doesn't match. Match with their lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't match the lifestyle. And then that's where it comes to a lot of confusion because it's like, there's no face-to-face talking. Facts. So the talking stage is with social media to where you can say anything on social media mm-hmm. and that was fact. Mm-hmm. I was... That might not be fact. And that's when, it might, when you said earlier about when uh, two things, uh, when two people, it just don't work because you go in there thinking that, you know, trying to find each other out. Mm-hmm. But it ended up being one person want this thing and one person want the other. Yeah. I mean, social media kind of messes that up this day and age. I could agree with that. Um, and social media has made a lot of people bold. So whereas this person might not go, you know, pull up on this girl. Now they see her on social media and they DM and, and you know, sometimes they be getting lucky on that joke. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm not much of a DM person because I'm not really into that internet talking and you know pulling up in the dm and all that i never really had i I always thought that that was kind of corny now i ain't gonna front like i've tried it but it just wasn't me like it didn't feel the same so i would much rather pull up on a person you know be able to you just talk whatever get the communication going feel the vibe out rather than talking on social media pulling up and it's just like people on social media they have so much confidence whereas in person they don't do that same you know talking is what they would do in person i got some friends that i'll have the perfect alley-oop for them i'll be like yo i just set you up with this girl or the girl be right next to him i'll be like yo go holler at shorty right there 
They won't even go holler at it. I'll go holler at it. I'll get the girl number. I'll be like, yo, it was set up for you right there, man. Because the way you talking, the way you talking, you might be playing you might be playing basketball and somebody else might be playing soccer. Elaborate. So so when you say I gave an alley oop, they like, what's a oop? No. They ain't part of that game. <laughs> I mean that make any sense, one of them? It's just like with the social media, it's allowed people to just not be able to they're so used to communicating on the phone and things like that that when it comes to in person they don't know how to talk anymore it's like they just it's, it's like left field it's foreign to them now yeah like perfect example like when i was coming up right mm -hmm. if you if you had to find a way how to get somewhere you had to get a map yeah <laughs> i would not survive in that huh? <laughs> i would not survive with that yeah we had to do latitude and longitude yeah it's been so off I mean, you, it's been since, since since I've been using uh, the map on my phone. Yeah, it'd be hard for me to go back to that. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is, I think social media has messed up communication as a whole. Yeah, and then if you don't have communication, it's hard to grow anything. That's true. Like even if it's not relationships, it's hard to it's even hard to grow yourself if you can't even communicate. That's you true. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you can't communicate even your feelings. You know what I'm saying? That that put you in a bad space. So I think sometimes the social media itself, what it's been doing is is, is getting rid of the whole communication. Because again, communication is where you grow. Mm-hmm. Networking. Yeah. yeah. Now everybody waiting for you to shoot the shot in the DM and things like that. But as I mentioned earlier, when I was constructing this podcast, you were somebody that came up to mind, uh, somebody that be valid in this little relationship field. So. I wanted to know what makes George so successful in relationships and with women in general? I don't know. I always try to pay attention. So, like, I never had no brothers. Mm -hmm. So I come from, like, a big family. So I always, you know, mm -hmm. paid attention on, on, like, what my sister friends were saying or what my sister friends was doing. And mm -hmm. advice that was given, was given to her that what the guy should do. And I was young. I'm absorbing this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It goes back to the whole communication thing. Mm -hmm. I'm absorbing all this stuff and I'm using their techniques, mm -hmm. the older techniques on people my age. Mm. When you're communicating or you're talking and using these things that the older people are doing, the younger people are like, man, you just so ahead of your age. Exactly. You wowing them at a young age. So it's it's also but, seeming like... But, but, but through the whole time, mm -hmm. keeping it straight 100. Yeah. So I... I just shot my shot. I just shot uh -huh. my shot. I, I never, I never gave a story. Uh -huh. I was always come one hundred because it's easy to remember. That's true. Lie, you gotta keep up with the lie all the time. You gotta keep up with the lie all the time. Facts. Just tell you, you know, tell you what it is. Now, there was something that you told me. I ain't trying to give away too much of your style, your technique. There was something that you told me in the barbershop, though, that helps you stand out amongst the other dudes that are hollering at the same girls as you. I'm hoping that you remember. I don't want you to elaborate, but <laughs> what? when did you find out that this technique that you do, what age or how did you end up finding out that this technique works? Hey, Chris, you talk about a lot of things. And I'm afraid to ask you what we was talking about. <laughs> okay. There's something that you do that helps you kind of stick out amongst. So if there's like three dudes that are wanting to holler at this one chick, right? They may treat her a certain way and you do your own thing that helps you stick out to this girl. You don't remember? I don't know. I forgot. I'll plead the fifth. You plead the fifth? <laughs> 
Well, just just answer it. Just answer it in general, then. So, what do you do? What what's something that you try to do that helps you stick out among these girls? You may have this bad girl. We got you know this bad IG model that walked past or this artist. So you may have I don't know Melly or Rihanna or um, Karuchi. You may have Tyra Banks to somebody to walk past. Everybody want to holler at this bad girl. What's something that you do that helps you stick out? I'm gonna do everything that I'm gonna do the opposite of what everybody do. That's basically what you what you had told me. When did you find out that this? <laughs> but there's more to it. I don't want to. I don't want to give out your. I don't want to give out your style. When did you find out this worked though? Uh, when did you find out this worked? And how did you find out it worked? It's not even a method to see if it's gonna work or not. That's just always been me. Been you just so been I, yourself. So at the end of the day, I'm just gonna be me. So if I see everybody else doing it, I'm not gonna do it. So if I see everybody talking to this girl, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to this girl. I'm going to sit back. Mm. So you, you, know what I'm you go against the grain. Always go against the grain. That's big yes. time, though. Because you thought, like you was talking about basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Just like this finals. You know what I'm saying? When the Heat was trying to be like Golden State, mm-hmm. or trying to beat the Lakers, and they shoot up all these threes, they was getting embarrassed. Mm. And they had to beat themselves. Mm-hmm. They start going in the inside. It took it took the Lakers a little bit to try to figure that out. That's mm-hmm. how they won a couple of games. Yeah. They're like, oh, okay, they're not doing what everybody's saying what to do how to play basketball now. Mm-hmm. Shoot the threes and don't and, and don't dominate the paint. Mm-hmm. So that's how they won a couple of games because why? Because they did what they were more comfortable at. So I just got to do what's more comfortable for me. I feel you know it. Mm-hmm. I can't do what everybody else is doing. And if I see everybody else doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna do it because it's just like it's it's that's the rat race. I'm not gonna be like everybody else. Because why would she want me if if I'm just like this individual? Why why would she pick me over him if we are doing everything the same? The, yeah, that makes that, that makes, makes any sense. That makes yeah. perfect sense. No, because you wanna you wanna be your own individual um and and standing out. That's what makes certain people stick out because they're their own person. They're not going with the crowd. Right? That's what you're basically mm-hmm. saying. So what I'm going to do here, each, each week uh, that I have a guest, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a play or read a scenario that somebody has sent me. Now, I'm not going to use regular names. I'm going to change the name. But this girl recently sent me this uh, this uh, situation that she's in, and she wanted some advice. I've already given her some advice, but she, she's going to tune in. So I want her to get some OG advice from the old head, you know what I'm saying? Just let her know, you know, what she could take from it, basically. So she sent me this message, right? I was on the phone. She asked me if I was up. This is at 2, 2.08 in the morning. She, you know, had this situation, right? So she needed a, a male opinion based off, you know, the situation that she was in. So her man, so her, her joint that she's talking to, she had, he has his Tinder uh, active, right? So the two met on, on Tinder, speaking of social media and online stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I, I can't do that. Before we get started on that, how you feel about the internet dating? Because that's even like, I can't, I can't even imagine like bringing the girl to the homies or like to my, to my, to my family or anything and be like, yo, I met this girl on the internet. Like, I just couldn't do that. Hey, listen, I never was for it. Now I am. For real? What was what the change? The change is, it's like anything else. I don't want to walk around life with a pager and everybody else got a cell phone. 
Mm. Like you have to adapt. Like at the end of the day, you have to adapt. But you always got to gloss out and talk though. No, but what, what happened over time is, and I don't know why this happened, mm-hmm. but even in my generation, I've seen my generation go against the grain on what what we always thought was. Like the older generation basically fell into y'all generation. So it was almost just like they seen y'all turned up. Mm-hmm. They didn't like their life. So they decided to turn up. Y'all got a whole different type of turn up though. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> whole different type of turn up. But now what happened is now the rules has changed. So now, and this is what got me into social, uh, talking social media. I actually had uh, friends of friends tell me that uh, they would have approached me more if, I, if they would have met me online than off a regular conversation. I was like, that's weird. Yeah. They were, and they and they, and they say and, and this is this is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. They say they have a chance to get to know who you are by what you what you fill out through and social again, media. I, that's what I'm thinking. Like you know, I can tell you anything. Yeah, people lie every day. That's why they got the catfish. That's why I say I, I I can live in the hood and say I go hiking and I like long walks on the beach and I live in the projects. Like that yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. But that's what that's that's the day in life that we live in there. Like walking up and approaching people, mm-hmm. especially now with this coronavirus, that make it even more on communicating <laughs> and walking up and talking to people. It's hard to talk how I believe it should be done. Yeah. That's how I'm walking to you, how you doing? And we just have a conversation, we start from there. Yeah, this is it's getting hard out here for a pimp. Yeah, but you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Everybody meeting on the Tinder, everybody meeting on the social media. So you you meeting not even face to face from jump. Yeah, that's just weird to me. I had a. It's weird though. It's weird to me too. But it's like I do it even though I don't want to do it. Like I feel weird on doing it. This this how you know it's weird. I had a friend, one of my main mans. He told me he was like, yeah, he met a shorty on on Tinder, right? Before <laughs> before he told me this, this how you know it's different. He said, I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't even gonna front. Yeah, I met the shorty on Tinder, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then he says, and before you even say something, he was like, it's not even no difference from meeting her on Tinder than pulling up on a joint in person. I said, hold up, son. I said, yo, you know it's different. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had to tell me I'm not going to hold you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you wouldn't have had to explain that to me. I said, and it takes, it is way different than meeting somebody in person than to meet them online. But listen, I know people that got married. That's what I'm saying. I know people that I grew up with that got married. Off the internet date, like I can't even count on one hand. Nah, that's crazy. So back to the situation. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Shorty says she had the man had a tender. Uh, for the for the names we're gonna call the Shorty. We just gonna say Nicole, and I'm gonna call the dude. I'm gonna say Jamal. So Jamal for the dude and Nicole for the girl. So Jamal still has his tender active, and they met on Tinder, right? So she said, I wanted to see if he still had his Tinder downloaded. So I had, she had her friend and I'm gonna say her friend is Patrice. She's gonna say, she said, I had Patrice super like him. So super like is, I guess like a, you know, a maximum thing. I guess they automatically see it because when he super liked, when when Patrice super liked him, he automatically saw it, saw it. And yo, he came up with the corniest line. And me, I'm not much of a, a pickup line dude. I just talk, I just, I just got swag. I just talk, right? So this dude gives the corniest pickup line I've ever heard, right? He says, is your name 
Earl Grey because you're a cute T. T E A. If you can see this, this is how he said it. You're crazy. <laughs> so that's how he said it, right? No, but that's the crazy thing. Did she fall for that? Well, well, no. So the the friend is just the friend is just acting. She's just doing a solid for Nicole. So Patrice is just doing a solid for Nicole. Yeah. She's not really trying to get to know him or nothing. She's just doing the solid for Nicole. But so that's what he says. And then so she says, we've been talking for exactly a month. She said we've been on six dates. They've had sex twice, and they but they're not dating, right? She told him, Nicole told Jamal that she deleted her Tinder, but he never deleted his. She said she needs my opinion on whether to decide to drop him or to keep going with that. She said, would I drop all my hoes for somebody that I've only been talking to for a month or would I keep talking to him? Is he playing her? So is Jamal playing Nicole? What's going on, right? So I respond, I, I was on the phone, so I only responded shortly. But I was la- I was I was <laughs> I was crying over the the pickup line alone. <laughs> I was like, the dude automatically Courtney and Wack straight off that. <laughs> this, is, this is a crazy thing though. He probably used that same line on the uh, show that you talking uh, to. Uh, her. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yo, like, yo, yo, he going what he know. Like he. I guess, man. I guess that's how he. I guess that's how he get his plays in action. But I don't, that this is just not something I would go. With. But I was, I was geeking off that. So I said, so I said, but it's only a month. A month isn't long. I said, so basically, don't drop your hose. But I said, y'all aren't like officially an item or nothing. So he's not playing you. So she said, should she keep talking to him or not? I told her I would have to call her. So I called her later. We spoke, but she, we end up talking about the situation and she's asking me what she should say to this man so basically she gave him uh she gave him or sent him a message in which she's saying why or basically saying how she feels in the situation right um asking so they've like i said they've had sex um and apparently based on his message she sends me his messages unprotected so she really uh trying to get down to the bottom of this answer on what they're doing right um or like what's he what's he's doing on his side and then explains to him how he feel how she feels so he sends this message in response to how she feels about them uh him having the tender him uh, acknowledging her best friend on the tender responding to it and things like that so and her feelings so his response is I can uh I can absolutely understand and I honestly appreciate you for being so well thought out with your expressions and feelings. I'm not used to it at all. The feelings are mutual and everything I've said and done are out of my feelings and respect for you. He said, you are different from my past. You have shown me how it feels to be treated right. I'm not used to it at all. That's not your fault at all. He says, it's just how I'm uh, reacting and I'm not sure why. He says, literally everything about you is incredible. He goes on to say, 
I just feel like I need to do a better job of opening up and talking more about what's going on in my mind. He said, or what might be happening. He goes, um, I know my past is in the past and shouldn't affect me anymore, but it's uh, so hard and I'm really, I really don't know why. He goes on to say, I'm trying my best to make sure it doesn't blind me because you deserve me at my absolute best. then Then he says, and I'm trying so hard, but I need to be more open. I really don't, I really do feel so bad for taking things so slow, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like I need to take my time. I feel like I'm so confusing and I'm just being a mess right now. I'm so sorry. As for the unprotected sex, you're actually the first person I've done anything with in months. I don't uh, usually feel so comfortable with that. So with that message, I told her based on that, before their relationship, he also got hurt. Um, he was talking to another shorty and she broke his heart. She ghosted him after she told him, I love, after she told uh, Jamal, I love you, the previous girl ghosted him. And so he's heartbroken off that. So I said, really, he's not really looking to commit. He's just really looking to keep his options open. Um, and I gave her some other things, but I said, the dude in here sound like the female. I said, <laughs> I said he sound like a straight female. But what do you think she should do in this situation? Is she bugging out on this scenario? Um, should she keep her options open? Mind you, I, this is the key fact as well. I gotta add this in. She has her OnlyFans. <laughs> that she uses for content. In addition to that, she sells. Now, I don't, I don't know what OnlyFans is like. I don't have no subscription. Um, so I don't know if this is valid or not, but she's, she claims she has a setup into where she doesn't have to receive messages from people. So that's why her situation is different from the guy's situation. Because the Tinder, he's opening up and still talking to people. Whereas for her, she isn't talking to people. Hold She's on, not. Hold on, I gotta cut you off. Real quick. I gotta <laughs> cut you off because I've been, I've been, I've been wanting to get to this part for a whole time. But dude, dude, dude had a long story going on. You know what I'm saying? Because this has been stuck in my head this whole entire time. So over tripping about you know the whole Tinder thing, right? Facts. About him being on Tinder, right? That's what I heard. Yes. Did she tell him about her holes? Because didn't she said she don't know if she want to give up her holes? Mm-hmm. That's what she said. So she got holes. <laughs> so she got holes. Why she tripping on that this dude got Tinder? <laughs> That's just me. You know what I'm saying? So I think she might have cut them off though, because no, no, because she told you I don't know if I should cut off the holes just yet. Yeah. Because I don't know where he's going. She deleted the tender though. She, she deleted the tender so. But she still got. But she still. But she still got the holes, and and, and the fans only. <laughs> <laughs> my my understanding of it though is she kind of put them on the halt, so she's not really exactly engaging in them. So they're still on the side, like in the pending box. Got you. And she's exclusively waiting on this dude Jamal. But she's not entertaining these other side pieces that she has. I'm, I'm with you 100%. What I'm trying to say is, right? All I'm trying to say is, you should tell her, is she thinking this way because of the holes she got? Like, if she didn't have that, if she didn't have those holes, yeah. she might not have thought, she not. She might not be thinking but paying for this dude to have mm-hmm. holes. 
but she knows what she got in her back pocket. She she's she's worried about what he has in his back pocket, mm-hmm. especially when they butt or the straight butt naked. Mm-hmm. When when I used to uh, talk to you, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, <laughs> how is the guy supposed to be all in when you got a going to say is because I don't know too much about the family page too I know some people that got one yeah got, but I, to me that, that's another weird thing to me like, <laughs> like I don't know I don't know the whole purpose behind all of it so from what I understand I don't have it either but from what I understand girls put up explicit pictures on there and you have to pay for the subscription in order to see them but some girls finesse on it and some girls put like their business stuff on there and so when you pay for the subscription you're actually seeing like irrelevant stuff like their business stuff or just maybe like a regular selfie or something like that so now with this with this situation with nicole and jamal nicole says that jamal knows about the only fans right he probably met on the job. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's she says that he knows about the <laughs> nah I don't think you I don't think you bugging that's what I'm saying yeah. he I, I, I told her she really don't have no reason to be mad she don't have no reason to be upset that's what that's, she does though she does cause you you give me tell what I think was going on what I just had a conversation with my cousin <laughs> my cousin was just talking about this the other day which is funny females females know who they want to be whores with yeah and who, like who they just want to just be all out on. Mm-hmm. But they won't give it up to people they care about. Yeah. So this whole time, she's afraid to find her. And that goes back to our whole conversation with me you was talking about. You always you attract and you attract what you are. <laughs> so the reasons why she's nervous, because she know her capability of what she's doing. And, mm-hmm. and she's basically say, sounds like she just been communicating with this person just through the net. Mm-hmm. Except the times, you know, they might have, you know, went on a couple of dates or whatever. Yeah, she said they went on, they went on six of them, six of them things. Yeah, so, 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 you know, like, it ain't even a couple, it's six. So, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, when you start counting individuals like that. Yeah. Like, that's kind of crucial by itself too. Like, so I don't know. I don't know the answer on that one there, Chris. Cause it's like the way it sounds, dude is really into it, but he's keeping his options open. Yeah, that's what I was saying. He keeping her, his options, especially since he just got hurt. He just got hurt. He just got hurt. She got a fan only jump, and then you put the dis. She put the distrust out there first. He should have, because he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But she put the distrust out there and was like, I, I had my friend put the super like on there. Why you like that? You know what I'm saying? Why you like it? Yeah. Or the super like. Yeah, that's so, true. Like, she brung that situation like mm-hmm. it was no confusion it was just you know them going on dates and suddenly they was filling each other out yeah then all of a sudden she she threw that sand and they realized she threw that sand in there and then she was like oh man she might have showed her hand uh-huh so now <laughs> she's debating like man is is he doing what i would do which mm-hmm. that's the one thing that i always say that's what always gets us in trouble in relationship mm-hmm. it's the reason why we different like men are totally different than women. Women are totally different than men. Mm-hmm. We maneuver different. I remember. We maneuver our feelings. We maneuver our reality. 
I told her also in regards to the uh, OnlyFans, I was like, he probably, he did probably got a problem with it, but he just acknowledged it and was like, it's okay because he doesn't want to step on toes because they're not, you know, exclusively dating or nothing. He can't necessarily say you can't have that. Yeah. Um, so he don't want to step on toes and upset her. But she don't want him to have nothing, though. That's what I'm saying. Facts. She don't want him to have nothing. So that's why she was like, no, you need to get rid of this right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so she, so, and this is, this is saying that, I, it's funny. I didn't even know that. You know what they're saying? They say, you want to have your cake and eat it too? Facts. Yeah. You know, that's not a real saying. It's have your cake. Like the girl. K-A-T-E. Oh, really? Have your cake and eat it too. So, you know what I'm saying? That makes more sense. Have your little cake and your little Edith, too. Like, I have I have my chick Kate, and I have my other chick Edith on the other side. How'd you find out that that's the real, that's the real terminology or the real saying? It's funny. I seen somebody throw it up on, on Facebook, and I and, and I called my mom. I said, Mom, I know you know. Is it real or would that have your cake and eat it, too? She was like, it's Kate. I said, you had me talking that craziness this whole time? <laughs> But that's how we get confused with stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we hear something and we just go along with it. You know what I'm saying? And next thing you know, we think that it's real. Like her situation. She heard that jump from her friend. She told her friend to do that. She heard she heard that jump. Then she going on with something, making illusions that go in her mind that might not be real because those are the illusions that she'll probably do if she was him mm-hmm. looking at her. It's funny that you mentioned that as well because when I was going with this one girl, uh, I used to have mad joints on the side, right? And I wasn't necessarily insecure, but because I know what I'm doing on the side, what I'm capable of doing, I was I was worried was doing <laughs> that yeah, I was putting myself because of what I was doing. I was I don't know assuming that there was a possibility of her doing the same thing because of what I'm doing. And then when I realized I was wrong, was I was working retail one time, and this uh, this dude told me. I don't cheat. So he was in a relationship, right? We were on a, we were on a, like, uh, they sent us out to work at another location. So we was on a travel, like, work thing. He told me that there's some, he had been to this location before. We were in Charlottesville. He had told me that there's some bars in some different locations out in this area, right? And I was like, all right, facts. Let's go out and go holler at some girls. He was like, I'm in a relationship. I was like, so, bro? I got a girl, too. And he was like, nah, I don't cheat. And I'm like, what? He was like, I was like, you don't got to cheat. You could just pull up and we could just, you know, go out. I'll go holler at the girls or whatever. He was like, nah, because if I go out and I entertain these girls and I do this, now I have it in my head that if I'm doing this, my girl could be doing the same thing. And when he told me and broke it down like that, I was like, yo. I'm telling you. <laughs> when he broke it down. That's going to be all messed up, Chris. I'm telling you. It took, me, it took me years to realize that, yo. When he told me that, I was like, dang, I ain't I ain't doing this no more. That's why I'm That's why I'm acting like this. That's why I'm doing like this. That's why the one thing that we got in common, male and female. Mm-hmm. Male say ain't no good girls out there. And girls say there ain't no good guys out there. Mm-hmm. Why? Cause when you whatever whatever relationship that you have going on, if it's a friendship, relationship, partnership, any kind of shit, you the way you drive that boat, you think somebody else is gonna drive that boat mm-hmm. and drive that ship. So like, she's feeling a certain way because she either 
is doing what she's accusing that dude of doing, mm-hmm. or she's capable of doing what she's thinking that this dude is doing, and she's just waiting for the opportunity to do that, to give her the reason to do that, because his reasons and him being him don't give her reasons to do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why she hasn't done it. But she doesn't trust nobody because she don't trust herself. Mm. So the moment that he slip up, she's going to use that as the opportunity to the boom, bow, be gone. No, not. Nah, or she's going to boom, bow, be gone thinking he slipped up when he ain't really do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just all in her head. Now, as I read this message the first time, I was like, yo, it, it took me back to a relationship that I was in and the female was sending me the same exact message, right? Same uh-huh. exact thing. I told I told Nicole, I said, yo, this dude sounds like a female. He's a, he's really expressing his feelings and all of that in, in this message, at least. I was like, and he's back that's and forth. a long message. Yeah, right? Yeah, to be texting and he going back and forth. I was like, yo, this dude is really kind of like probably emotional. Is there a time for you? Uh, do you ever express your feelings like that to you know somebody that you're mingling with, hollering that or anything like that? Nah. If if I do, it's because we had a friendship over the, a certain amount of years. So from jump, nah. Like somebody I just meet on the street, nah. Or yeah. somebody I just know for like a couple of months, nah. <laughs> so you gotta. It, there has to be like a bond, like a friendship bond first before you start revealing the feelings and things like that. And that's what any human being. So, like, no matter what, like, friendship, anything, mm-hmm. the more you know me, yeah, the more you're going to know me. Yeah, that's exactly how I am. Yeah, you're not going to know me when you don't know me. Yeah. You're going to think you know me, but you don't know me. The more you know me, the more you know me. Facts. So, so if you, if, if, if I get a long text, if I gave, if I gave, cause I have gave girls long texts like that. Mm-hmm. But I've known them for like like a decade, or known for 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's a conversation. I just couldn't talk to you face to face. But yeah. on that type of relationship thing, that 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 situation. Yeah, too that, too early, heck right? Nah. Heck nah. <laughs> that's too early, but, right? But that's showing though. That's showing he was hurt. Don't want to be hurt again. Mm-hmm. And she's the aggressor. Mm-hmm. So she's capable of hurting him. Mm-hmm. So he's still, because he didn't get over his last relationship, he's attracting that same female. Mm. Yeah, I have said that uh, as well. I said that to her too. Uh, most she really don't want to be in a relationship. Who? Your friend. You said she don't? Nah. She, she, she's like she's like how people are in the gym, Chris. Everybody want to lose weight, but nobody want to sweat. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 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 if you really want to be in a relationship, them side niggas wouldn't even been there before you even got went on the first date with this dude. Mm-hmm. I think also was kind of hindering him off, although he just got hurt. Like you said, she's the aggressor. So I think she's demanding things a little too early as well. Because she told him on after like the second date that she deleted Tinder for him. And then she's not talking to nobody else. On a second date, that's you, you met on the internet. This is a second date. You've only been talking for a month. That's mad early to be revealing that, isn't it? Look how she got hooked, though, Chris. She got hooked with that gump line. <laughs> <laughs> and it might not have been those the same exact words, how she got hooked. Mm-hmm. 
But he gave her a lie like he gave the other shorty a lie. Had to be, right? Because you can hear in his conversations, in that conversation, he was giving that same type lie. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? It, so, but, and she sees that and knows she can be in control of that situation. You think that's so? Why, that's why she feels like she's controlling everything now to take this off, do that. And if she's not doing it, then she's out and she gonna, she gonna get her holes on the side. And she's well enough, look, she's well enough to know like she can do that to this dude uh-huh. by showing another dude what he missed what, what he wrote. Uh-huh. That's tough by itself, Chris. You 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 think you think your friend is gonna show another dude anything that you write about her, even if it's about going to McDonald's or something? It don't gotta be nothing that serious. <laughs> she won't do that with you, will she? Uh, I don't. Th- I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Now, so, so she went in that situation to dictate that situation. You think so? That was something she felt like she could take advantage of. Exactly. Now, you said you don't m- mention uh, or you don't reveal the feelings that early. The guy may be doing too much. That could be his forte. That may just how he operate. That could be you know what he do to get where he at. Now, for you, roughly how long does it take for you to get to that environment? Or is it just based off an experience that you had with this this uh, young lady? It's just with anybody else. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've talked to people, and it felt like I knew them for years. I only talked to them for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. I got people I talked to for years, seem like they just strangers. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still don't get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you don't get it. So, to me, time in a relationship is just like maturity. Mm-hmm. There's no time. Mm-hmm. It's just how do you how do you react when it comes to adversity on that situation? Mm-hmm. So, like, it matters how I would have met this girl, how I would have treated this girl. Like, right, if, if I just met you online, mm-hmm. I'm not going to just pour out my feelings mm-hmm. like that. That's just not who I am. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then especially again, when you got a fans only page. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, cause no matter how it is, you know what I'm saying? She, she can just be doing business on there. It don't gotta be nothing new. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta find out who you are though. Yeah. I gotta find out like that, that page ain't, ain't what it is. Yeah. It just matters how, you know what I'm saying? It just, it just matters, you know, things just take time. Yeah. Cause, but I'm like old school, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like, like if you need something quick, you go to McDonald's. But if you really want, you know what I'm saying, something, something really, something really to last and be good for you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you cook it and you prepare. Mm. The thing is, she didn't prepare that thing. And then when she realized how reckless she was being, going in that joint, having unprotected sex with the dude, <laughs> she, that's when they hit her like, wow, I got all these dudes, he's a dude. So he probably has double amount of females on his team. Mm-hmm. So again, goes back to oh, I know Chris got a team. Let me ask Chris on what he what, what he do in this situation. <laughs> and you be like, I don't got no team. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? But something don't sound right. And yeah. like the first thing you said was the dude, because that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, wow, dude don't sound right. Then I was saying to myself, oh, she knew she was going from job. She tried to dictate the situation, Chris. <laughs> so there's a clear answer 
What should she do in this situation? Number one, she gotta she gotta realize until she until she realize he's not her, it's it's gonna fail anyway. Because it sounds like she gave him he he gave her no reason to worry about anything. Just cause he got a, a Tinder account, ain't like you know what I'm saying like he 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 got called some DMs or mm-hmm. like he was talking to her like he he hit up her friend. Like her friend hit him up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It ain't give, really give him no reason. It's just, you know what I'm saying, she knows what she's capable of. So in in order to fix the situation, she gotta fix her. Well, there you have it. So that's enough of I that relationship. No, 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 no. That's enough of the relationship talk. <laughs> gotcha. We gotta talk about some sports, man. Gotcha. So you know, we I know you're a, you're a football fan. We gotta talk about your Washington football team. You hey, know, you, real quick, let me tell you my old girl real quick. All right. The thing is, with old girl though, old girl really wants a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. But the only way the the only way she'll have to worry about nobody else's baggage is she loosens hers. Mm. That's true. You know what I'm saying? If if you come in with like ten bags, you know what I'm saying? You're gonna be tired by the time, even if you don't got no bags, because you come in with ten bags. Mm-hmm. Empty out your bags. If you don't got no baggage, he don't got no baggage, then you know what I'm saying? You don't gotta give nobody else a, uh, you know what I'm saying? You're a baggage. Yeah. You gotta be able to control your own. You gotta control your own, cause you control your own, cause only you can make you better. Mm-hmm. So you can control your own, he control your own. Then when it comes to relationship, all you're doing is you're not making each other better, you just extra credit. You just a cherry on top. That's what you that's what you that's how it's supposed to be with them relationships. No doubt. You're supposed to be one hundred by yourself. Facts. And that person's supposed to just be the cherry on top. Hey, it's the plus. So if you make yourself an A, they just want you to be an A plus. Word, word. But yeah, back with the uh back with the uh the X Redskins, the Washington football team. Alright, so the Washington football team, y'all have had an eventful year already this year, man. So Y'all going by the Washington football team right now. Having team came up with like a uh, actual team name. You guys cut AP Adrian Peterson. Y'all have a comeback victory over the Eagles. So it is. It appeared like y'all were making like a little turnaround. Y'all was doing something, doing something pretty good. But since then, y'all haven't won a game. Y'all bench Dwayne Haskins. Alex Smith returns. Y'all just lost to the Giants. What what's next? You know, moving forward. Where do you how do, how are you feeling about your team moving forward? Number one, you know you know you know me for years. I'm a diehard Redskins fan. <laughs> now I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to be a Washington football team fan. It's a whole nother organization. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 like it's it's like uh it's like the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns, the owner decided to go to Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They end up being the Baltimore Ravens. Some of, some of them follow, and some of them just ain't had no team until what? They got a whole nother uh, Cleveland Browns team again. Mm-hmm. But that Cleveland Browns organization went to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And some went to the Ravens. Now me, I'm still 50-50. 
if I'm going to go to this Washington football team because I was a diehard Redskins and it's over. It's over for the Redskins. <laughs> it's done. It, 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 it was over in 2020. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't get no shirt. Mm-hmm. No nothing. And so, I, like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a Redskins fan. I didn't want to be a Washington football team fan. So this is new. So I'm, that, I'm that's still up to debate. So I can't say that's my team or not. That's just who I'm uh, watching at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> now, so like they're making these adjustments and everything, what, let's just say you are to move forward with this Washington football team or they come up with a name that you like. If you were the GM or even the head coach, what is the, what's missing? Like what adjustments would you make that would get your team back to the big game in February. What I be, what I'm starting to believe in life in general, right? In general, you are a reflection. Every team is a reflection of its leader. Mm. Mind you, let's go to let let's go to LeBron. Mm-hmm. What makes LeBron good? LeBron has been in every type. I mean, he's been to uh, what? Was it three three teams or four teams? Three teams. You've been to three teams. Mm-hmm. Won championships in all the different teams. Mm-hmm. All different teams had different roles. Mm-hmm. Because LeBron shares. He shares the ball. He's not selfish. So he brings out the best of all the players. Yeah. And you take a, a team I'm a fan of like the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. They can never get anywhere because John Wall is selfish. Which you think so? Probably, huh? You think so? He yeah, he just gets his numbers. Like he doesn't play defense. He always talks about I. You know what I'm saying? You 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 can't be a team player talking about I. So going back to the Washington football team. Our leader at the point that became, that's been consistent when everything started going down was Daniel Snyder. Mm-hmm. Daniel Snyder got a little man complex. He got that Napoleon complex. They were saying, <laughs> they said when he first, no, real fact, they said when he first bought the team, and I don't know if it's still this way, but you couldn't look him in the eye. Where? Like, like when you, you had to call him Mr. Snyder, and you could not look this man in his eye. What? <laughs> so, so you had that type of complex? That means... My stuff don't stink. Mm-hmm. So what's the what happens to when people come to DC? Everybody's individual. Everybody do what what they what they want to do. Like their stuff don't stink. Like I can do this and get away with it. As long as as long as I'm friends with the head guy, I don't care what you say. And it's just mm-hmm. like any other business. If I'm a worker and I'm friends with the owner, how can you be my manager? I go over your head. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid I'll get you fired. <laughs> like, I know the owner. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what you mean? What you going to tell me to pick up these boxes? Mm-hmm. So until they fix that, until Daniel Snyder realizes that he got to let everybody do their job, then everybody else will be able to do their job. Mm. And so, in result, once he's... once he sense, or... Yeah, yeah. So once he makes that adjustment, that's what you think the start is, and that's what will start to help propel them and to start winning some games, and, and also, as a matter of fact, I'm telling you. Okay, so you would say the, the secret that I, that I think that 
the secret is when it comes to uh, football teams. Yeah, this yeah. the this the this the extension yeah. of the barbershop talk. Yeah, yeah, and this is gonna be the exclusive. I'm gonna be mad, Chris, because somebody somebody might get this from us, and, and, and end up like Stephen A. or somebody might hear this from us, put on TV, act like we ain't say this. I had this conversation. <laughs> hey, listen, when it comes to football, mm-hmm. and if you want championships, I think it's real easy to win it again. All you have to do is do what they did to win a championship. If you notice, every team that wins a championship is a reflection of their city. When, whenever the New York Giants, because I'm going to your team now, so I'm going to go to my team. Whenever the New York Giants won the Super Bowl, everybody knew the quarterback name. He made the plays when he had to make the plays, but he wasn't the overall leader. Mm-hmm. It was the defense. Yeah. Always have. Mm-hmm. They always were led by their defense, two running backs, power back, uh, scat back, and a good tight end. Receivers don't matter. You know what I'm saying? It's, receivers is a bonus. Let me put it that way. Angle said it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Receivers is a bonus, but it's all about the inside trenches when it comes to, uh, to the Giants. When they go by that system, that's when they win. Mm-hmm. The Redskins, when we won, we had three wide receivers, a tight end. We had a single back, but it was multiple single backs. The closest we get to that formation, and we was led by a defense that uh, had a good the, – the trenches wasn't that good, but the, the, the back seven is what carried the team. Right mm-hmm. with Daryl Green, and we always had all hidden safeties. Mm-hmm. When we get to that, then we get to closer to winning a championship. If you if you look at everybody who now, if you never won a championship, it's hard to determine. Like you, the Detroit Lions, it's mm-hmm. hard to, to to see what you mean for a championship. <laughs> but when you won a championship before, yeah. you go by that same outline. That's true. That would mess up the Lakers. The Lakers could not win. It, it, you needed somebody to share that rock that was a big man. That's why Kobe couldn't do it. <laughs> Kobe couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He needed Shaq. Shaq was hitting the pick and roll and pass addition and everything out. Mm-hmm. Just like Magic. So when you already win the championship, you go by what you win that championship off of and, and don't swell for that. Yeah, maybe they need you as GM because I think, I think Daniel Snyder need to be out there, man. I need. I think. Nah. I think they need you. He's not the problem. What? He's not the problem. I think they need you as that head coach, that GM, or something. They need you in that office somewhere. No, no, but you want to tell why he ain't the problem? He is a Washington football fan. He's 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 us. He does exactly what we tell him to do, but we're wrong as fans. Like we'd be like, we need a new coach. He will fire that coach. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or he said, we need this player. He'll fire that player. He will do exactly what the fans tell him to do because he knows he knows that we are one of the highest revenues when it comes to teams. Yeah, facts. I mean, I think y'all may have, y'all may be we, the highest. We fell off. Nah, we fell off now. We ain't even in the top five. Not no more? Oh, no, nah, we butt. He, David came out last year, two years ago, and admitted that they lied about uh, about the season tickets. Like, you know how they say it was a waiting list for the season tickets? Yeah. They lied. They made to build it, it. It wasn't a wait. Try to build it up. 
<laughs> but a lot of people when they get traded to traded to Washington and they get and you know they come to DC or whatever, they they more times than not they get those big contracts because of nah, the money the revenue that y'all do have. Not recently they don't get no money. They don't get no money recently. The last one they got it was Haynesworth, and I think that's like about 10, 15 years ago. What's his name? Even even uh Landry Collins left us to go to y'all because y'all gave him more money. He ain't he getting was like young too though. He was young. I think that was a mistake too. Cause I, that's another thing I think too. I think when you have a team, mm-hmm. you should never have a team that got the highest paid. Anybody that is considered the highest paid in their position never wins. Yeah, my pops and I. Going to them. My pops and I always talk about that. We always say. When the guys hold out or they have these incredible years, as soon as they hold out or they get that big contract, they become obsolete. You don't hear about them no more. Because they fool. It's like <laughs> anything else, Chris. Yeah, I, I'm going to work better if I'm hungry. If I'm hungry, Word. I'm going to work better because I'm hungry. Word. When you in Thanksgiving, what the first thing everybody do eating Thanksgiving? Go to sleep. <laughs> it, they, do nothing, <laughs> they do nothing, they go to sleep. Or if not, they're playing spades, playing some type playing, of game. Playing some type of cards or wa- just yeah. watching the TV. Nobody watching no dishes. Nobody yeah. working. Like, you know what I'm saying? No. Nobody doing no working. Looking at the circular, see what's out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's what happens. You got to keep people hungry. Mm-hmm. If you fool, why should I work? What do they do, though? Because you don't pay this player. They're going to want to leave. You pay them. Now they're not performing. So what what do they do? That's a lose lose situation. You know what's so crazy? This this might everything went full circle, Chris. You know what it comes down to in life in general? Principles. Just <laughs> like the jokes with old girl, just like my red skin, just like anything else. What are your principles? Mm-hmm. The Redskins have no principles. They have no identity. When you have principles, the principles will form an identity. Mm. What is your identity? When you don't have no identity, you cannot win. That's true. That's what they say often in basketball. Uh, like this team, they don't know who they are yet. They don't know. They don't have no identity or anything like that. I don't even know what kind of play he's going to be because he don't do nothing good. Yeah. I mean, he does everything good, but he doesn't do nothing great. Mm-hmm. A jack of all trades, but you know, a master of none. But in real life, that would seem like you should be successful because you can do pretty much everything. But no, you just got to be great at one. Then when you great at that one, then it spreads on to everything else. So look, you keep bringing up basketball. You keep bringing up LeBron. You're talking about the big games. So speaking yeah, of LeBron. You watch the football team is over with. It's done. <laughs> football season is over with. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think that's over? Oh, it's over. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 tied it. We tied it. Guys at work, where he used to say, "It's over, eh? It's over." Yeah. We at the bottom of the. We at the bottom of the division together. We went from the NFC uh, beast to we we not even we not even acknowledged anymore. Yeah, it's it's done. I'm I'm looking at college football. (laughs) But now you're talking about you kept bringing up the Lakers, kept bringing up LeBron. We talked about this big game. Now, so speaking of LeBron, he obtained this. Fourth championship, of course, as well as the MVP with three different teams. What does this mean for his legacy? <laughs> ah, this is so funny. And people is not going to like what I'm going to say. I believe he is what he's been called this whole entire time. He's the king. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody gave him that name. That's the one thing with Kobe, why I can't I ain't like that about Kobe. Kobe gave us what? something. You ain't like Kobe? 
Kobe gave himself the nickname, yo. Who gives, who gives <laughs> yourself your, Yo, you can't respect the man who gives your own self a nickname. That's true. That's like say, just call me Slim. Like, come on, man. <laughs> My name Black. No, no, no. People give you your nickname. That's true. They call me Mama. That's why I never, even even though people get mad at me, I don't like Gilbert Arenas. What? Call me Agent Zero. They call you nothing, Gilbert. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, like, you know, like, like, you know, what I'm you don't give your own stuff no nickname. Hey, look, look, with Gilbert Arenas, man, look, they gave this man, they gave this man the name King in middle school. They say he was King James. I know that went off the King James Bible. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And like that was just a good, like, that was like a good uh, marketing scheme. Yeah. But no, he, this dude just went through this whole technology, uh, like this whole internet thing and everything like that, and he's. There's been no scandals, no nothing. And this whole time, he has been averaging 29, 9, and 9. Mm-hmm. Since 18. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nobody else can say that. Like, Jordan can't say that. Everybody can't say that now. Is he better than Jordan? No. Because the one thing that Jordan had that everybody forgets when you sing Jordan, whatever you said Jordan couldn't do, he did it the following year. So he led his team and scoring. They said, all you do is score. That's why you lose. The next year, he was defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. It wasn't position or defensive team. He was defensive player of the year. And it was like, oh, you don't pass the ball. He was in top five in assists. The only people that was in front of him, I think, was like uh, Stockton and, and Isaiah, who averaged like double-digit assists. Mm-hmm. I think he averaged like nine assists. Whatever you said he couldn't do, he did it the following year. You could he argue that for LeBron, baseball. though. Huh? You could argue that for LeBron. People said he couldn't close out games. Now he's closing out games. I just think that, LeBron is... That think, really is LeBron's only criticism, is that he passed the bull. No doubt. I, I always say it's hard to judge Jordan with him. Because two totally different players. two different types of mentality. Yeah. Like... You you match him up with Magic, which I think he's better than Magic. Yeah, that's that's the comparison right there. Yeah, yeah, you you match him better than Magic. Kobe, the only thing that's what's wrong with Kobe is the reason why LeBron is better than Kobe is because whenever you mention Kobe's name, you got to mention another man's name. So you're not that great when you got to mention another man's name. So when you talk about LeBron James, they're gonna say, "Oh, he was the king." Jordan is Jordan. Kobe, he's the closest that you could come to Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. he's not his own man in that sport. Oh, because he's, you're saying because he's right underneath Jordan. He's not a LeBron, Jordan, and like Iverson, for example. Yeah, perfect like with Iverson. Iverson's Iverson. Yeah. Like, nobody can say, Iverson, he came so close to being like Pistol Pete. No. Yeah. Iverson's Iverson. Jordan's Jordan. Like, LeBron is LeBron. Like, we would never see. He was the same size as Carl Malone. He would forget. He's the same size as Carl Malone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guarding the point guard during the, like the NBA Finals. One thing about Jordan. Jordan would guard a point guard, but them them shooting guards and the small forwards, Pippen guard them at the end of the game. They were alternate. But the game was different then. It was it was no zone. They went straight man. Mm-hmm. But again, I still. On what I the visual I seen Jordan still going to be number one, but my number one, my number number two, 
My number two is going to be my number two is going to be uh LeBron. So that's LeBron's legacy now that he's won those three chips on three different teams, four chips on three different teams. And my number three really should be number one, but that's a whole other debate. And I don't really like to debate about it. But the number one, who is number three, is Kareem. Yeah, I mean, I can't even argue with that. Or argue with that. He's at the he's at the top of every statistical category as well. I think he's just overlooked and overshadowed because of. The flashiness of uh, his name, but the flashiness of Jordan as well. Nah, they, they it was his, it was his name. Like the league made Jordan and pushed Jordan to be Jordan, so they needed a face. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they marketed mm-hmm. Jordan to be Jordan. Yeah. Kareem, they were trying to market Kareem, but then when Kareem Kareem didn't want to be in the limelight, and then Kareem did something just like Muhammad Ali. Yeah. They. Change their name. Yeah. And and it's not a Muslim thing, I don't believe. It's just when it comes to representing your religious beliefs, whatever religion you believe in, mm-hmm. with sports, you would not get as high as you should. Just like Mahmoud, uh, Mahmoud Abdullah mm-hmm. Aru. I yeah. think that's how you say his name. I know what you're so talking about. Or Chris Jackson. Yeah. So Chris Jackson little, changed his little, name. Yeah, God. Yep, yeah, he changed his name. He 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 was he was he had the best uh, three point percentage in the league. LSU, gone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yo? You you do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You put your religious beliefs. Tebow, you want to talk about somebody who who got blackball? They said I cannot build an offense with his skill set. Mm-hmm. What starting quarterback skill set can be in your backup? I'm not gonna draft a uh, Aaron Rodgers and. The next year, draft his backup to have the same skill set. Or Peyton Manning skill set. Nobody can point like that like Peyton Manning. No. That's yeah. when you're great. Yeah. They never gave him a chance. Why? He pushes religious belief. So you think if he didn't push his religious uh, belief, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would be number one over Jordan? Yes. Because at that time, and I didn't know this, I was reading the documentary. That dude made the most money. It was ridiculous. It was like if everybody else was making like... Two million, he made something like twenty million. It was, it was like so outrageous that the, the contract they gave him. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they gave him that money, he changed his name. I mean, he do have arguably the most unstoppable move out. To this day, he made that move, and and nobody has yet to do that move. And think about it: mm-hmm. all these big men, for some reason, would not go to him to learn that sky hook. I seen Kareem shoot three pointers with that sky hook. <laughs> in the corner in the corner he went the sky wet too <laughs> like you know what I'm saying yo nobody you talking about DeAndre Jordan uh, Dwight Howard all these people that don't have no mid-range game no jump shot nothing and you won't learn the sky hook hmm they all had trips to LA so it's not like I'm not in the area no you, you y'all might live in the same neighborhood and why? Because they won't allow him. You don't That's think so? That's why you don't really hear him talk. No, he's actually a, a, a really intelligent guy. You heard his... Did you... No, no, yeah, but I'm talking about with the NBA. Like I'm saying, he's an intelligent dude. Uh-huh. He should be talking every year. Him, Bill Russell, them type of dudes, they need to be talking every year. They only talk during a slammed up competition. <laughs> like, you know yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, are you kidding me? Like, like they're not getting interviewed. Like, yeah. we're listening to Stan Van Gundy. 
That's crazy. What? <laughs> so, with this last championship that LeBron just won, a lot of people are going to argue that there should be some type of asterisk next to this championship because it was in the bubble. Now, to you, in your eyes, should there be an asterisk next to this 2020 championship because it was an easier journey or because the journey was more difficult? I think it should be no asterisk, but this this championship is going to be special because he won a championship in a, in a year that is going to be remembered past our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like after, after we dead and gone, this world is always going to talk, not, not America, the yeah. world is going to talk about 2020. Like right now we have football going on with no people in the stands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because like he won the championship with nobody in the stands, so it was no home court advantage at all. Mm-hmm. You couldn't you can't go out and get your, your your special food that you get from the restaurant. All your routines, everything was broken. Mm-hmm. You had to be in this bubble, away from your family, everything. And at the end of the day, you know they still human, so you don't know if your wife out there cheating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody might be getting calls talking about like you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that, that that might be why Brody was acting crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was reaching out because if his father was there, he probably would have done that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's it what was... I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, he's still a man. He's still a father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the people out there are still fathers and stuff like that. Like you couldn't get your hair cut from the same person. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You had to be in this bubble. Then on top of that, when you're around this bubble, and then at any time these people could watch your uh. Yeah, every move. It was it was just like AAU. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was like a summer camp or AAU, um, and you're you're seeing your opponent that you're playing the same <laughs> night. <laughs> same night. <laughs> but it, with them though, they bunker with them. Yeah. So so like I'm blown because this dude chipped my tooth, yo. Yeah. Like nobody knows that he chipped my tooth. So I'm at the bar, and this dude sit at the bar laughing. Hey yo, yo, you know I took this tooth. Now can he fight this dude? I can't, like, I wouldn't even be around this dude in the first place. Even even the people that got in your nerves, you couldn't leave. Exactly. So with all of this though, with all of, with all of this that you're saying within the bubble, um, these adjustments that they had to make, why do you say that there shouldn't be an asterisk next to it then? Because if that's the case, you should put an asterisk with a lot of championships, like with the baseball team. When they was cheating with the with the analytics and stuff like that. Houston Astros. Yeah, they should add an asterisk. Uh, doing a doing a strike with uh Tim Duncan. He should add an asterisk. He won the championship uh, when they protested. Mm-hmm. Even my Redskins, my Redskins won. When it's over protest, my thing is when you win the championship, you win the championship. That's just you know that's just what it is. Like. If it wasn't gonna mean nothing, they shouldn't even have the people there in the first place. One thing this, this bubble showed is show who's dogs and who ain't dogs. Because mm-hmm. it's not about your fans boosting you up. It's yeah. not about your family boosting you up. Ain't about nobody boosting like who can play. Yeah, like who's that dog? Yeah, like like George ain't that dog. <laughs> PG thirteen or uh, PG. He ain't that dog. Uh, playoff P. He ain't show up either. He ain't that dog. When you that dog. When you that dog, you gonna bark. Just like just like one of the teams Peter to watch out for, them sons. 
Them Suns gonna ball next year. They played really well in the bubble, but they didn't do it the whole season, though. Because they don't got no fans. That's just like Miami. Miami played better in the bubble. Why? Nobody. And when you look at the Miami Heat games, nobody go to them games. Heat. The Heat had the best. They had the best home record in the season before this yeah. bubble. That's what I'm nobody goes to them games. Like you go to Miami to go to Miami. You don't go to Miami for no basketball game. Like it's a tourist spot. When you look at their bleachers, it be looking like a Wizards game. Like nobody goes but to. But one elaborate on what the non-fans like for. What elaborate on the non-fans for Phoenix? What did that have to do with them doing bad during the regular season? Because there's no fans in the bubble. And then two, the Heat don't have a like star. They have Jimmy Butler, but he's not like a star that people check into. Okay, so with the Heat, they can they can feed off of. I don't I don't got no we don't got no fans. Ain't about no fans. It's about everybody in this locker room. Who gonna say that? A dog. Sposter gonna be like, look, I've been here with the. I've been to playoffs with with Wade. I've been to playoffs with LeBron and Wade. And I'm the players with y'all damn. We don't need nobody except everybody in this room. Right? Mm-hmm. So they fed off of not having nobody. Because they never had nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, even even has them be like, look, even when we win the championships, we ain't had nobody. We do stuff what we, how we do it. And, and again, it starts with the head. Which it start with Pat Riley. His demeanor, he don't care what anybody think about him. Mm-hmm. No, I tell you about the leader with the, with the sports teams. Mm-hmm. It starts with the leader. He don't care who cares about him. Yeah. The owner definitely don't care who cares about him because I don't even know who the owner is. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how much he stay out of the way. Yeah, he really it's, is lucky. Yeah, he just fighting just to grab the champ. Yeah. Then, but you got the Phoenix Suns, all these youngins. Everybody used to be in the number one dude. Everybody used to be in the one in college. You you've been to college. You only got to go to no big college. Mm-hmm. When you when you play sports, even if you're a girl, no matter no matter what sport it is, when you play a sport in college, mm-hmm. I ain't gonna say you run that town, but you somewhat run that town. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you all these people is number one. Now all of a sudden, then you go into the Phoenix and there they're losing. With no fans. So then they're depressed. Like, why play? Like, nobody <laughs> yeah. here watching us anyway. Cause they don't got no dog on there to say, look, I don't care who in here. I win if nobody else is in here. I've done it before. I they think they have do it. have that dog, though. They got Devin Booker. Devin, but the, the Devin Booker, he's one of the ones that he was that dude going to a losing situation. So all of them been in a losing situation professionally. Right. Copy. They don't they have. They went to the bubble. They went to the bubble. Mm-hmm. Now they like, hold up. I'm eating better than them. I'm working out better than them. So the only reason why they beating us is because they putting in that more work as a team. And that's when they seen how all these other teams are moving. Then they realize, okay, it's about us. So now they're gonna go in this situation thinking about how they're gonna get better as a team because they know. In the bubble, it was no advantages on fans, mm-hmm. anything like that. It all comes down who can ball and who can't ball. Just like AAU. Mm-hmm. I can come from some small little county you never even heard of before. I shut you down. Now everybody see who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix. They knew as a team, like okay, we we can have, we can be in this, we can be in this situation. And that goes back to it. It's, it's all what you think. 
Mm. So that collective uh, grouping of everybody being there, for them to be able to see uh, exactly the camaraderie that everybody has, they were able to realize that it's within us instead of the outside, basically what you're saying. Exactly. Okay, okay. So now I'm going to switch gears, right? We, we're talking about L.A. You mentioned Paul George. So I'm switching from the Lakers to the other L.A. team. The Clippers, they get bumped early. They get they get upset, but it's not really an upset because you look at it, the Denver Nuggets were the three seed, the third seed in the Western Conference. So they got upset because it was a championship of bus year for the Clippers, but they got upset or bumped early. Doc Rivers gets fired. They bring in Ty Lue. Chauncey Billups is on the coaching staff now. Where do you think they go from here? Is this next season? Is this still a championship bus season as well? They got to dis- dismantle the whole entire team. Now? Now. Because this is what happened. Because again, I always look at people as people. And I could be wrong. I hope I'm not talking too much. I ain't talking your head off of that, Chris. No. Because that's how I look at it. This how I look at people as people. Sometimes mm-hmm. we look at people as being stars and forget they people. Mm-hmm. And when they all just start going down, when Beverly said something about that man, baby mom, then it went from, he used to go with, he, he used to go with Doc Rivers' daughter. Patrick Beverly? Nah. Uh, George. Paul George did? He used to go with the daughter. Kylie Rivers. He used, yeah, he used to go with her before he married uh, Curry's brother. Wait, what? What'd you say? <laughs> okay. I, I, I hope I didn't get it confused. I, I could have got it messed up. Yeah, because Paul George's not with Curry's daughter or Curry's sister. No, 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 no. Uh, Doc Rivers' daughter. Yeah, Kylie Rivers. Mary Seth Curry. Facts. Before right, she you. married Seth Curry. I'm with you. She was with Paul George. She what? Yeah. The reason why they broke up was because of that baby mama. Oh, word? So now, Beverly says something about the baby mama. Mm-hmm. So you know that baby mama got back. I mean, that got back to the baby mama and got back to him. Mm-hmm. And probably was like, oh, you probably even cheating on what's the name? Because you know, the Rivers got a house still, all of them, in Orlando. So now, that could bring us some type of altercation. And then Paul George like, look, man, tell, tell your daughter, man, to call to, to, to call my girl, tell her ain't nothing going on. Doc might have been like, look, I don't got nothing to do with all that. Now there's beef. That's why who got to go? Who got to leave? Doc Rivers. That's why he stepped down. Cause he knew. And and that's and that's why and, and that's why what what Paul George said he was struggling with, depression. That whole situation had him depressed. Because he was in a situation in the bubble that he couldn't leave. And he couldn't fix it. So now I got to see this dude Beverly and everything like this running his mouth, you know what I'm saying? hmm I think it was Beverly. Who who said something about his baby mama? Was it Beverly? I ain't gonna front. I ain't hear about that. That's what, this is news. Yeah. Yeah, it's either, it was either it was either Beverly or Westbrook. It was it was somebody. It, it was the Beverly or Westbrook. It might have been Westbrook, but it, it went to the baby mama. Like it went to the baby mama, and then next thing you know, the next story that came out was, oh, by the way, you know George was engaged with Doc. I didn't even know that it was engaged with Doc Rivers' daughter before before Seth. Now I think what's up? She engaged to Seth. Then they were like, you know, she married Seth. So then it's like, wow. So 
Your former soon-to-be father-in-law is your coach. <laughs> so you think with all that friction and everything within the relationship and everything, that brought turmoil to the team during this championship run? And and that's why uh, Beverly said that, he, that uh, he was soft and he didn't show up. And they said I just recently, uh, what's the big dude with the dreads? Montrezl Harrell. He came out saying that uh, Paul George didn't show up. All these people said that. Why? Because they really want to say, yo, this dude was soft, yo. He let them, he let that girl situation get out of, get out of control. You said they need and to break it. that time, you know, Seth was in the bubble, too. Yeah. So you said. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You and, that's why, and that's why you notice at the beginning, they, they was like, I don't want to be in this bubble. <laughs> You remember that was the only team. The Clippers was the only team that said they didn't want to be in the bubble. Yeah. Because there was too many scenarios. No, I thought it was the Lakers. You talking about when they protested? Yeah, it was the Lakers and the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, because I know Kawhi had spoke up about it too when they had that meeting. Yeah. So if they need to break up the team, who needs to go? I saw some rumors that they were trying to fish out PG, Paul George. Who he needs has to go? Who? who? <laughs> Just him and they Gucci, or they need to get rid of more people as well? They got to blow up everything. For real? Yeah, because at the end of the day, unless you end up being like the Rockets. Like you with the Rockets. Sooner or later, what's the name got to go? James Harden? Harden got to go. You gave him a big man. Didn't work. Yeah, Howard. Didn't work. Yeah. You gave him the best point guard of this generation. Who? Chris Paul. Oh, I thought you was talking about Russell. No, best point guard. Like, so there's no way you can't get the rock. There's no way you had nobody not to feed you where you needed to get fed. He's the best point guard. Like, he's the dude that if I had a son, I'm gonna teach my son how to play point guard. Looking at Chris Paul, like he's the point guard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Couldn't win with him. So then, okay, maybe he's feeding you too much. So let's get somebody that's just gonna straight jack it up with you. We are gonna go like like Stephen there. Westbrook number go down. So now let's play small ball. See, you should have blowed it up a long time ago. Now the GM gone. <laughs> now everything gone there, you're confused. Now it has to go because the one thing, Kawhi is not built to be a leader. Mm. He never led. Pop led that team. What about in Toronto? Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. That's who they talked to at the end of the game. Even if he had a bad game or a good game. Mm-hmm. He don't talk. <laughs> Didn't we talk about that earlier? Like like an hour or so ago. Communication. <laughs> he don't communicate. He don't even play around. You see when one of the uh one of the twins played and grabbed his head, he turned around and fished at him like he just does what he just he balls. Mm-hmm. That, that's all he does. He just balls. Man, so they need to blow up this whole team in order to be successful. You have to. Because at the end of the day, you can't get rid of Kawhi. Now, I didn't think... Now, granted, I didn't know about this whole situation with Paul George and they didn't... You didn't doc- know that? No, nah, that's, that's what I just said. I said, this is news to me. So I didn't know I didn't know any of this. <laughs> so prior to you telling me this, I felt that the firing the Doc Rivers, I understood it, but I felt like it was their first year altogether. I felt that they needed at least one more year. When you when LeBron go to a team, when he first go, went to the Heat, they didn't win it their first year. When he went back to the Cleveland Cavaliers, they didn't win it their first year. When the Lakers, he didn't he didn't win it again his first year. So I felt like they had need, at least needed a second year to be able to put it all together. 
But now, granted, I didn't know about the situation. So if that situation is valid, then that would cause a lot of friction in the locker room. And then it's going to cause more friction because it's like, yo, we had a good thing going. Before Kawhi got there, yeah. it was one game away from beating Golden State. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You the one saying if you gonna come in, you gotta bring your man. So now they gave up three to four first round draft picks. Now we only got no future. Mm. <laughs> so who who took the future? Got to what? Give it back. Blow it up. So look, we're gonna switch gears from. Well, no, no, no. Real quick, you mentioned Gilbert Arenas, Bum. right? Your your Wizards. Before we talk about your Wizards and John Wall coming back, I want to mention Gilbert Arenas was Steph Curry before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. I tell people that all the time. He wasn't. He was. He used to hit game winners from 35, 40 feet, turn around, give you the Nick Young celebration, and used to hit the game winner before he before the ball even went through the net. Steph Curry wasn't doing that before Gilbert was doing that. Gilbert was agent zero before Steph Curry was in the league. But, but you know what Gilbert also would do? What? Give you one assist. See, he's a scorer, pure scorer. He's no, he, he's about putting the ball in the in the in the cup, man. Now, now you a ball way more than me, so I could be completely wrong what I'm about ready to say right now. But <laughs> I look at this. How I look at basketball. If you're in my backcourt, mm-hmm. I need at least three assists from you. Point guard or shooter, I need three assists from you. Period. If you if you are a small forward, power forward, center, I need three boards. I don't need you to get 15. I would love you to get 15. You got to give me three boards. And my small forward need to give me three assists. But I've been a little bit greedy. But my small forward need to give me three assists and three boards. But you can just give me three boards. I need my small forward, my power forward, and my like my bigs, they gotta give me three rebounds, and my backcourt gotta give me three assists a piece. That's three fast breaks. You absolutely you correct. Assist and you and, and and you got the ball in your hand the most with with Karan Butler, with Jameson, with all stars now. Y'all had Larry. Y'all had Larry Hughes at one point too. Y'all had Larry Hughes at one point too. But that that was his best. That's when he was his best. That's that's when I thought he was who he was because. He, Hughes matched him perfect, just like Hughes matched Iverson perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Hughes played point and allowed him to, to be the shooting guard. He's very underrated. But Gilbert, Gilbert will pull up two feet behind the three-point line on a on a, on a one on five fast break and hit like, that joint. The only one back there and hit that joint. Everybody else is. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That I make, that's that good ball. <laughs> so so people will stop. Nobody would crash. All my life, and I could be wrong. Yeah. Point guard goes in the middle. The wings, it's one of the wings. They hit the outside, the outside. and they crash towards the basket. Yeah. They would stop because they don't know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. He would, he would, he would drive, penetrate on a one on three, and do a behind the back pass to the three point line in the corner. The dude wasn't even ready for that. Like, what? Are you, why did you do that? Every player has their specialty. His specialty was to score. He wasn't a... I wouldn't say he's a pure point guard. He was a scoring guard. He could just handle the ball. Iverson would give me three. Iverson wasn't a passing either. He's a a scorer. Kyrie not a a dominant passer. He could pass, but his... Kyrie really ain't that good. What? Kyrie's really not that good. You're bugging. Kyrie has the best handles I've seen in my life. Best handles. 
Pure score. That's it. Pure score. He can score at will. No, he cannot. You're bugging. Kyrie Irving can't score at will? No. So what What? What you call it? What he do? He gets lottery picks. That's what he does. But when <laughs> you depend on him, he would give you a lottery pick. Kyrie could give you 30 on any given night. Will he play that night? He's the only dude that I see that would get hurt and he never <laughs> failed the night before. Like, you never fail. Like, I've never seen you rub no elbow. You didn't get foul hard or nothing. And you're gone for two weeks. How, what happened? Like, you finished the game. You didn't even rub your head. You didn't do nothing. And you're gone for two weeks. I agree with you on that. But he's a pure scorer, though. That's what, we, that's what we disagree. He's not a pure scorer. If he's a pure scorer, so is Chris Middleton. I wouldn't say he's a pure scorer, but he could score. He could put the ball in the rim. You saw that in the. You saw that Kyrie, this year. Kyrie has no. Kyrie doesn't have the ability to make you better. That's the same thing with your. That ball. that's not his. That's not his specialty. We're not saying that. I didn't say he make his you better. I said he's a scorer. Handle. And he score. He can't give you buckets. If if he can't give you buckets, why game seven 2016 championship? Why does LeBron defer to him and tells Ty Lue to drop the play for Kyrie Irving if he can't give you the bucket? That's the most anticipated time of the game. You got, I don't, I think it was, what was it, like 20 seconds left in the game, whatever? Mm-hmm. How, how, how much seconds left? You got a certain amount of seconds left in the game. This is your last chance to be able to secure this championship, right? Mm-hmm. If he's not a pure scorer, why is he drawing up this play for him? Why is the why is LeBron deferring to him? How does he drop you forty one points in the game? What game four, game five in the finals against the greatest team, quote unquote, in the history? Mm-hmm. If he if he not a pure scorer, what you what you call that? Okay, that year, right? What did he average during the season? Nobody knows. What 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 did he do? What what did he do in round one? Nobody knows. Like he has moments. <laughs> we he, could, he has moments. We could look up right now what he averaged. He has moments. You want me to look 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 up what he averaged and shut you up right now? But, but I'm saying he has moments. Do you want me he, to look it up to shut you up right now? You can. He listen. He doesn't have series. He has moments. He had a whole final series. What do you mean? Just like the baby that just like the baby that missed a shot and got death threats this year. Danny Green not a pure he's not a pure scorer. But the play was drawn up for him. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I would say LeBron got double teamed, so he trusted Danny cause he cause he was open. Exactly. Just like, just like, just like, just like Jordan passed to uh, BJ Armstrong and John Paxson. Are we really about to compare Danny? Danny to Kyrie, are you really about to do that though? No, what I'm saying is that Kyrie is a second tier player like Chris Middleton. Yeah, I would say so as well. I wouldn't say he'd be the leader of a team, but that doesn't mean he's not a pure scorer. He's not. He cannot give me a bucket. What? Why? I would take. Why? Why is he? I would. This is no. I would take Hero right now over uh, Kyrie. Yeah, you're bugging. Why? Why is Kyrie not? <laughs> no, why is Why is Kyrie not a pure scorer? What makes him? What is your definition of a pure scorer? Then? A pure scorer when I need that bucket, I'm gonna get that bucket, no matter who my teammates are. Like, okay, let's look at uh, let's look at young boy, like uh, dude from my Memphis, Morant. He gonna give me that bucket. Damian Lillard. He gonna give me that bucket. Now Damian Lillard, he's the second tier. 
He gonna give me that bucket, man. Kyrie is like Eric Bledsoe. He give you a good game. He might give you a good series, but he's not gonna give you no back-to-back good series. He averaged twenty-seven points in the twenty sixteen finals. In the finals, what else? That, you know, that's when it matters. So, so first, second, third. If he's a scorer, he should at least had. I just you I, told me to you told me to look up the no, final. No, I, no, I said first and second round. All right, I'll look up the first round for you. Since yes, since yeah, twenty seven points in the finals isn't isn't good enough. That's huh? cr- since twenty seven points averaging twenty seven points in the finals isn't good enough. No, nah, because because what's name did that last year, and we seen that that, that he's uh from Toronto. We, we see he's not a scorer. Who? Uh, what's his name? Uh, with the S. Dude from Toronto. Yeah, the small forward. With a headband, they're like Darius. Oh, Spine. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, bro, he's not a scorer. He scored twenty-seven points. He didn't. No, Kyrie averaged twenty-seven points. I guarantee you he averaged twenty-seven points in the finals. Who? Huh? Who? He bad with the crazy name. They look like he doing it like uh, Darius Miles. Darius Miles. Yo, I think you're drunk right now, man. I don't drink no more. Them days over with. I'm trying to tell you. This is this 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 is all this is all from the truth. Listen to me now. Listen. I could Here's, agree with you. Kyrie Irving is not. He doesn't make his teammates better. He's not a passer. And if he's a scorer, but, if he's a scorer with 27 points in the finals, right? You should at least give me 21 in the first round. Uh, I'm looking that up. Uh, so this, I'm getting regular season though. Yeah, can they erase that? Cause it was so butt. Bro, they don't, you they, they don't even want him to look bad like that because he's butt. That's what you think. That's what I know. What are you basing this off of? You don't even know his stats. Because what I see is it's, 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 it's not rememberable. Because. Oh, how? That's why you can't even remember. That's what I'm saying. Nobody can remember his first. When I was at the, working at the. I don't even time, remember what. I Le- remember the first and second round. I don't even remember what. Uh, Jimmy Butler just averaged in the finals just now. I don't, I don't remember that, but I remember him okay. taking it to the rack. Like, I, so I remember what's your point? To the rack. I, I, I remember, I remember. He didn't take uh, it to the rack. He took it to the rack one game, and that was when he scored forty points. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That that's was what I'm saying, but I remember, I remember the Nuggets where he was dealing them up, and on an out of bounds place, he caught it like a wide receiver. Like I can remember moments of of every game. You do that for Kyrie. What did he do that first round? And I didn't bring up the finals. Everybody brings up the finals. So I always ask people, what did he do in the first and second round? They say it don't matter. That's what everybody say. He didn't do nothing. That's not true, bro. He's he's, he's hero. Like, hero showed up in the finals. He's hero. You said hero did what in the finals? I I would take hero over Kyrie. Based on what? That he going to give me a bucket. He gonna give me a bucket, and he gonna stop somebody from giving me a bucket. So what happened? Uh, and Tyler Heroes is, you know, I I like the Heat. Like I'm a D Wade was like my favorite player, so I'm really a Heat fan. So I'm in support of Tyler Hero. What did Tyler Hero do after those 37 points? That was in the finals, though. No, it wasn't. What you mean? When he scored the 37 points, that wasn't in the finals. That wasn't in the finals. No. I thought that was in the finals. No, that wasn't in the finals. After he scored the 37 points, he didn't do anything. 
Besides them two games in the finals, <laughs> what, what did Kyrie do? Kyrie did nothing, man. All right, hold on. I've always had this debate with people, and nobody can never answer no, the question. No, I got it right here. Let's see. So you said 2016, right? 2016, right? What? When, when they went to the finals, yeah. <laughs> Bro, you need to look up your stuff before you talk about something, man. He had game one. He had thirty-one points against the Hawks. Twenty-two the second game, twenty-six the third game, thirty-one the fourth game. And you telling me he's not a scorer? He he bought it. He guess he bought it. <laughs> bad. Yo, this dude didn't have under twenty until game three. Against the in the Eastern Conference Finals against Toronto at Toronto. That's okay, the, let me ask you a question. Then. Let me ask you a question. Where do you rank him amongst point guards? He's a he's a top tier point guard. I would say a top ten. I said a top tier point guard. Top tier. Oh. That top level. I would say, I would say Dame Lillard is up there. I just don't like the way Dame Lillard didn't really show up against the Lakers this year. He showed up game one, and after that. I don't know what happened to him. It was like it was like he was either tired of his teammates or like they weren't fighting enough for him, but it looked like he gave up in my eyes. But I would say probably I still gotta go with Chris Paul. Um Rondo Rondo showed you he could still do it. I take Rondo over Kyrie any day. It's not like you just like a pure point guard. It's not like you it's not like you don't like a scoring guard. Cause you don't like Gilbert. You don't like uh, Kyrie, it's not like you just like the a pure point guard. Somebody is not going to score too much. They're going to facilitate. That's what it sounds like you no, like. Not that. Again, and this counts even my bench. If you are in the backcourt, I need at least three assists. To me, you're jacking. I mean, you're doing it within without the uh, the remnants of the offense. That's why he could come out of his mouth and say a statement like, "Who needs a coach?" You know he said that? <laughs> I would say Steph Curry, too. I love Steph Curry. No, but you know he said that, right? It's really... So it shows you he jacks. Like, the re that's why you get lottery picks. When I depend on you, you give me lottery picks. Anybody can shoot and jack. You're a professional. The reason I would say... This is like a bubble bragging on the hairline. The only reason I would say... That's a couple... Kyrie is not a number one option and he would have to be a number two option is he's not durable. But his play is absolutely there. He's but a number three. What? He's a number two option. In Cleveland, he was a number two option. Because cause LeBron can make anybody a good number two. Like when you were talking about LeBron. Because really, really, I believe he was a number three option and the reason why they won what they won. You talking about behind Kevin Love? Yes. What? Heck Kevin, no. Kevin Love, Kevin Love was that glue like Chris Bosh was in the heat. And Chris Bosh was the third option. Chris Bosh really was the second, but hit me out. Hit me out. Because those are the only two that absolutely changed their game. To where people forget exactly what their game is. Before LeBron got there, uh, Love was leading the league in rebounds. He was a banger. Mm-hmm. He was a walking double double. Chris Bosh was a walking. Really nice jump shot. They they forced him to the corner, yeah. so LeBron can have room in the pack. So Chris Bosh was probably like a walking double double as well, like a twenty five and ten. 
So if no, they were using the top ten in the history of points. Yeah. So if they're the number two option, and they're so good, Kyrie Irving is the third option. Now Dwayne Wade would be the third option. If that role is switched, why did they have to adjust their game so much if they're the number two option? What you mean to LeBron? Yeah. So you said, you said Kyrie is the third option, which would move Kevin Love to the second option. You said Chris Bosh was the second option, which would move D Wade to the third option. If those two guys and Kevin Love and Chris Bosh are such, you know, terrific players, not saying that they're not, but if they're that second option in your eyes. Why did they have to suffer the most and adjust their game the most if they're the really the second option? Wouldn't they wouldn't they have to suffer the least? Wouldn't they not have had to adjust as much? Because 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 they got their money in the paint and they allow they changed their game to allow LeBron to penetrate and dominate the paint. They ate because of that paint. Both of them. So but that was they just had the capability of shooting threes. So that would make them the least valuable asset then? No, they, it makes them the most because what happened was they, they they forced them to be almost like small forwards to where they was playing basically the wing where they were basically big men. And so when it needed to be, when it was time for a point or a rebound, you could put them in the pack. Just like that, that's what I'm trying to say with Kyrie. Okay, yeah, you scored, but because you are a point, I need you to make the right play. Or if not, you didn't make this bucket. Like I said, Danny Green is on the team to make that bucket. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you get buckets, you get buckets. No matter what, 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 like even Dudley, he's on the team to get buckets. What Kyrie would do is, this is what Kyrie would do. Kyrie would go outside of the scheme to, he's, he's, he, I actually think he messed up a lot of these young kids coming up. Cause he will cross you up and bring you right back. Cause it's all about him. He's 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 worried about the highlight more than he's worried about. Cause the he can score at will. He knows like I can score at any given opportunity. But that's why he apologized. That's why he apologized when when we when he was the number one option on the team. He apologized to to LeBron for for him not being a good number two. Because at the end of the day, he wants to be that dude. And yeah, for you so, to be that dude as a point guard, you got at least, you got at least, do have five assists if you that dude because you constantly have the ball in your hand. Yeah, so with him in 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 Boston, he realized that, from my eyes, leading was actually harder than what he was what he thought it was in Cleveland. So he realized that he was that young knucklehead in Cleveland, and probably didn't give the. LeBron's and the other people the respect that they you know needed or whatever he was being hard-headed essentially when he got to Boston he realized he saw himself in those younger players and realized how difficult it was so yeah I don't think he is the number one option or could be the leader but more so because of the durability but I don't think that stops the fact of him being like you just said he was the number two option I don't think that stops him from being the number two option or being the pure scorer but he was better as number three. That's why when, that's why he was better than even the third option with Boston. He wasn't the third option in Boston. He was the number one option there. Nah. That's why they ain't get nowhere. Nah, then after a while, after a while, because he started having these uh, illusional injuries, like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And next minute, he just disappeared for like a couple of weeks. 
they start balling. And then, then, then they need them. Then they realize we play better as a team with Rozier. Yeah. So then the whole thing, the whole time is we don't need like we play better team ball without him here. But so now that's we that's we got in his feelings, and that's when he left. Yeah, we we don't disagree there. Like he doesn't make the team better in that regard. We, there's no disagreement there. Like Terry Rozier was. He realized he just couldn't play on the road that well. Terry Rozier, my God, I love Terry Rozier's play, like his playing style. But he just couldn't do it on the road. But his uh, his team atmosphere and collectiveness with him, Jason Tatum, and Jalen uh, Brown and them, they all played well and meshed together well. Whereas Kyrie Irving is more worried about scoring. But he was that he's he's used to having the ball in his hand. That's that's his that's his scoring role. Just like. Iverson is to be the score. Kyrie Irving want to be the score. But Iverson ain't wasting no steps, though. That's what I'm trying to say. This crossover is to get to the right. Like, when you need that bucket, you can't let him that ball to get that bucket. Like, even with Clay, You give Clay that ball, Clay going to get that bucket. Who, Clay, Clay Thompson? Huh? Clay Thompson? Yeah. Certain people, when you need that bucket, they're going to give you that bucket. But Clay's not really a dribbler, though. That's different. Clay's like a shooter. He scored 60 points on 13 dribbles. That's a different animal there. He can't, he's not a dribbler. I got you. But what I'm trying to say is, though, if you need a bucket, he's going to give you that bucket. Kyrie won't definitely give you that bucket. It's a good chance he's going to give you a turnover. Man, I think, I don't know if you be watching Kyrie like that, man. I do. He has the best handles I've ever seen in my life. Like, he looks like he's actually throwing like a tennis ball. Like when you practice with a tennis ball, it's like he actually throws the ball and he meets the ball wherever it bounces to. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, like I don't think he knows where the ball is going to go when he bounces it. He just, he, it's like he's just tapping. It's almost like playing Congos. <laughs> Do you understand that if you the have... It's unbelievable. Okay. Handle, no, this handle is unbelievable. So do you understand that if you buckets now? Do you like, understand that if you have a undeniable handle, your handle is on the string. Do you understand that you could get anywhere on the court that you need to get to at any given moment? But sometimes that can hurt you, just like Shaq. Shaq was so big that he could overpower anybody that he wanted to, but he didn't put in that work to make him the elite player that he could have been. That's why that's why Kobe said if he had my mentality with his skill level, he would have been the greatest uh player to ever play this game, even over Jordan. Yeah, I mean he he was the most dominant big man in the game, but my 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 point in, in saying uh Kyrie is Kyrie even say he needs people. That's that shows you too that you can't get no bucket when you say you need somebody. No, no, no. Look back at when he like, was by himself like on girls, the. But look, real quick, like you talking about girls, you can't get girls. You say like, I need Chris, I need Chris as my uh, as my wingman. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't get no girls then. No, Chris the one that's getting girls. You just get the girls because Chris gave you girls. Facts, but look up his years when he was on the Cavaliers by himself, when he had to do everything by himself. They weren't winning anything because he had to literally do everything on the offensive end. So, there come a point in time where you tired of playing like that. LeBron couldn't do it by himself. He had to go to Miami and learn exactly how to win. That's why he couldn't get over the hump in, in Boston. First, he had trouble with Detroit until he had that massive game where he scored the 48 points or whatever. But he couldn't get over the hump. Uh, Boston, Boston defeated him. That's why he left and went to Miami. 
So what's, what's wrong with Kyrie needing some help to be able to get over the hump as well? Because I think that dude went to the playoffs every year except his first. LeBron? LeBron from 19 to now. I think it was like his first two. I think it was like his first two. <laughs> first two. But he still didn't get over the hump. He still needed D. Wade and Chris Bosh in order to get to the chip. But Kyrie, or win the but chip, Kyrie, rather. But, but Kyrie can't even get to the hump. So not even get over the hump. He needs assistance to get over the hump. Like, he can't even get to the hump. Like, if, if, he, if he does not have these people with him, he goes nowhere. Okay. If bucket is that good, just like Booker, just like Booker, Booker buckets, bucket is so good. They were like, yo, like he, he, he gets his team gets better because he gets better. Okay, so if Booker, Booker, so you think Booker's a pure scorer, right? Of course. Okay, that's the same scenario with Kyrie. He's a pure scorer, but if Booker is scoring all these points, but he's not getting his team to no playoff uh, appearance. That's the same thing Kyrie is doing. He's once getting. Once he goes to the playoffs, though, I believe, Chris. Once he goes to the playoffs, I don't think he's going to go backwards. As soon as Kyrie leaves the team, that team gets better. Kobe, he was a pure scorer from the moment Shaq left. All he did was score. He didn't have no other real, I guess, attributes. I mean, he, he had that one year where uh, Steve Nash won the MVP, and he should have been MVP. But he had these these scoring tantrums where he was just going off 51 night 61 night but he wasn't making no no runs nowhere he needed until they got Paul Gasol to be able to and, and Kobe's like my Jordan but he needed Paul Gasol but, but listen I told Ben I guess I told Ben but he was a killer yeah. to this day he's the number one killer ever in the league who will kill you sometimes he try to kill you too much he, he's that dude to where like, all you do is just shoot that one person and you walked up in the room and you shot all 50. Like, why did you do that? That's how Kobe was. Like, Kobe, Kobe and, and, and that's why, that's what used to blow me about him, just the same thing with, like, Gilbert. Sometimes you just do too much. And if you have the ball in your hand the most and you don't make your team better from that, then you're not good at that, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That's not his his star trait. His his trait is to put the ball in the rim. I mean, I told you, I showed, I told you the stats, man. Yeah, no, but yeah, but every time I say, Booker is not a facilitator, but the way he gets buckets make everybody else better. I don't even really think it's that. To be a hundred percent honest with you, I think it's just the people that they have around him. It just works for them. Just like with the seventy sixes in two thousand one, they knew Allen Iverson was their main guy. They knew that that was their key component that was going to take them to the promised land. So what they did was they built these pieces around Iverson that was going to help him out. They knew Iverson wasn't a one-on-one defender, but he's getting these, he's playing the passing lanes well, he's getting these steals, but he's not going to shut you down. So they got the Kimbe Mutombo, they got Eric Snow, who you know could defend. He's not much of a the great point guard. They got Aaron McKee that's going to come in defend, and I think it's just they got the good pieces around Devin Booker as well. So it's making it seem like he's making them better, but they just got the right pieces together, in my opinion. Do you see the pieces besides that Cleveland team? The pieces Kyrie should have won. Kyrie should have been a dynasty. Like I was trying to tell people, I try to tell people even you know I was in the shop. Kemba's better than Kyrie. In terms of what? A team, a better team player, yes. A better team player. It's point guard to win me a championship. Like, like if we talking about street ball one-on-one, yes, Kyrie will get it. But to win me a championship, to win me games, to teach my kids, like, 
you do things wrong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, so like, that's I can't, exactly. I can't teach kids on how you play politics and extent because they won't win. Exactly. So that that's the best comparison there. You take Kimba, you take Kyrie and put him on the Celtics. They didn't exceed expectations or get to where they were supposed to get. But you take Kyrie out and you put Kimba in, and now they seem to mesh really well. So Kimba is the better team player, whereas Kyrie Irving, not, I'm not going to say he's just worried about getting his points, but that's what his specialty is. His specialty is to go one-on-five, one-on-three, and put the ball in the rim. That's why even late in the game against when, when he was on the Celtics, He's the one that they're going to late in the game. And so, you know, he got hurt. Then they started going to Jason exactly. Tatum. But, 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 but that's what, but that's what <laughs> I'm trying to tell you about when it comes to principles and mentalities. Your one and two is going to, your leaders is going to show what the rest of the team is built like. So like I try to tell you about Bill and Wall. Let's go to them real quick. So John yes, Wall, John Wall yeah. coming back. Yeah. How do you feel he, about he John Wall traded. coming back? And he get traded ASAP. Why? Number one, number one for real, it's just about that time. First of all, he's not worth that money. Second of all, he would never let Bradley grow because he knows he's the reason they got rid of Gilbert. I never forget it. I like I, I remember like it was yesterday. When he got there, like Gilbert was on the side of the uh, arena. When he got there. They put Gibber sign down and they put Wall sign up. Either that year or the following year, that's when he got in trouble with them guns. You know what I'm saying? They even try to make it work to try to put like three point guards. Him, Kirk Heinrich, yeah. him, Carr, and Gilbert. Like, come on, man, are you kidding me? Like, and so he knows he's Gilbert right now. And he knows Bill is him. And he don't want to lose that shine. But they so, don't have the same age difference as Gilbert and Wall had Bill and Bill and uh, Wall. No, nah. Gilbert was in like in his early thirties now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Gilbert's not even like in his forties. No, because Bradley Bill is like a year older than me, so he should be like twenty-seven, right? John yeah, Wall just turned thirty. John was, yeah, John Wall turned thirty. Gilbert's maybe like about thirty-five now. He ain't no 35 now. Gil was young. Hold up, hold up. I only have my phone on me. Look, look, look it up real quick. I'm looking it up right now. Because you know, like I, like I apologized earlier for being wrong. I apologize for being wrong. Gilbert is not old. So we about to look this up. So he, he's 38. He's 38. So he's 38. No, man, and actually, what's the name? It's, it's 31. Who, Wall? Wall's 31. He may be, but... So seven so, years. Who? Oh, between them two? Yeah. So let's see how old. Bradley, like four years. Yeah, no, John Wall's 30. Yeah, John Wall's 30 years old. Yeah, so he's 30. Bradley what? Bradley Bill is 27. Yeah, so it's only a three-year difference. Yeah, but the thing is, he knew he took that team from Gilbert. He is not going to let Bill take it. That's why, that's why the teammates were saying, like, we play so much better when Wall's not there. And somebody like Gortat. Yeah, Gortat started it. I'm, I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but because he comes from another country, his English ain't that good. So he don't know how to talk <laughs> slick. No, but I'm just saying, he don't know how to talk slick. 
He's just not talking what it is. Like, if I talk Spanish, I don't have a Spanish. I'm going to talk exactly what it is. I'm not going to talk no slang. Yeah. Or nothing like that or something. You know what I'm saying? So he was blunt. He was truthful. We we play a better game. They did play a better game. So what happened? Wall got that man fired. He, he got him traded. The next thing you know, he get hurt. Now we spending money on him. Now what is he doing? Throwing up gang signs. Like it's kind of time for you to go, man. He been doing that though. That's who John Wall is. I, I know, but you, you, you're doing it now off camera, bringing the camera to you doing it. Like that's a selfish move. And so if you if you have that selfish move, your teammates are going to be selfish and only going to care about themselves. And they'll never play team ball and they will never win. Now, what do you have to say? You said John you Wall. Your leader. You what said. Your okay. You said John Wall won't allow Bradley Bill to grow. John Wall's been out for, I don't even, it seems like he's been out for five years, but he's been out for at least the last two seasons, right? Mm-hmm. It's allowing Bradley Bill to grow now and expand his game. Without he, him. Exactly. So he did, in a sense, allow Bradley Bill to expand and grow because now he hasn't been here for the last two seasons. Bradley Bill, he got all-star snub this year, I believe. No, he didn't. What? I mean, their team wasn't good, but he performed really well this year. What do you mean? Because, first of all, like you said, everybody that made it got their team to the uh, playoffs. Like, that's number one. Number two, Bradley Bill is one of the worst defenders in the league. The All-Star game isn't based on a team aspect, though. It's based on individual stats. It's based on what you did during the season. But all you did was score points. He has no assist game. He has no defensive game. He just, that's again, he's just... Jacked up the ball, which goes back to my point when I was trying to say about Gilbert and Kyrie and the rest of these other people. Even the league knows. Like, anybody can... They, these people are skillful people. These people, they this is their job. Everybody is capable of, of scoring that many points in the game. But it matters when you do it and how you do it and how does it benefit the team. An all-star means that you shine amongst everybody else. That would make you a star. You shine amongst everybody else. You could not get your team that half the half half the East was under five hundred. You couldn't get them AC. You didn't show up to the bubble. All your plays was was one on one plays. It wasn't like it was made an office again. Like he did nothing else. The average person, even an NBA fan. You can't even name five players on the Wizards right now. I mean, what do you really expect him to do besides put up points? That's what he That's what he got to do to even keep you all relevant. No, I got you. No, I got you. But what you can do is play defense. If you want to consider yourself, if you want to consider yourself an all-star, an all-star will play defense on the other end. James Harden is a defender? Huh? James Harden is a defender? Just like he made that defensive stop. He made defensive plays. That was one play of many that he didn't make, though. Over his career as James Harden, a defender, that you would say he's a perennial all-star. I got you. But if he lacks that defense, he will make it up in assists. If he lacks the offense, I mean, if he, if he lacks the assists and defense, he would get his team to the playoffs. What I'm trying to say is, you have to have at least two out of the, that whole spectrum. Like, you can't just 
score. You got to at least score rebounds or score assists or score defense or score and, and at least get your team to the to the playoffs. I don't think you can really put that on Bradley Bill, though, because he has I, to do everything on the offensive end. Because he shot away on defense. He was horrible. He wasn't even bad. Because he got to savor that energy, if you will, in order to be able to put up the 30 to 40 points a night that he got to put up. But, but again, so why would I... Why would I choose him over Butler? I would choose Butler because Butler knows how to distribute the ball and distribute his energy. So you want to get rid of John Wall and Bradley Bill then? No, no, no. You keep Brad Bill. You keep Brad Bill, but he got the mentality from John Wall. You know what I'm saying? Like because that mentality has not left yet. It just got transferred down. Like Wall came with that energy because Wall got that energy from Gilbert. That selfish mentality from Gilbert. You know what I'm saying? We we had one of the we had one of the top five three pointers in the game. He had to play ISO ball to at least get a shot off because he wouldn't even pass him the ball. So you at least have one weapon. What I'm trying to say is we have not been irrelevant because that selfishness came from Gilbert. Which when Gilbert was hurt and wasn't playing, we were the furthest in the playoffs with Jamison and Butler. Same thing with Wall. Wall and then Wall transferred that same selfishness down. So in order for it to stop, you have to get rid of Wall, bring somebody that's less selfish, hoping that changed the whole perspective or the whole leadership when it comes to that organization. I wouldn't say that John Wall is selfish. So I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm a more, I'm a Heat fan. I'm not a Wizards fan per se, but I've been following John Wall ever since I met him at the Five Star Basketball Camp my freshman year, his senior year, right? When I found out about him that, at that camp, I was like, yo, son is nice, right? <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, since watching him from that time to now, I would not say that John Wall is selfish at all. He averages at least eight assists a game. Mm-hmm. I would say the issue with John Wall, I'm a supporter of John Wall, but this is just criticism that I feel that people don't really see or acknowledge. I think he's just not as good as a, a player as the rest of the point guards and players that are out there. So if you look at John Wall, he'll try, if the game is going bad, he'll try to take over the game like he's a Russell Westbrook to get to the lane. Or he'll or, try or to- he's, sh- he's Curry. Oh yeah, I was gonna say, or he tries to shoot the ball like he's Dame Lillard or uh, Steph Curry or something like that, and he just doesn't have that aspect in his game. He's not a, a consistent knockdown shooter, and so that's the criticism. He's a fast Tony Parker. I mean, I wouldn't say Tony Parker, but <laughs> no, no, he's 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 a, he's an athletic Tony Parker. If if he played like Tony Parker, he would be he would, he would be the best point guard in the game. I just say he tries to do more than what his game prohibits him to do. So. Or he thinks he's able to do more than he can do. And that's what hinders him. And then in terms of a leader, I don't like, of course, we're not on the court, but I'm not sure what his leading attributes are. But I just think the overall is he's just not as good as the other point guards in the league. If you even look at it, comparing him when he got to, when they were all got invited to the USA Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. He can't make the Olympic team because he can't do everything else that the Steph Curry's, the Damian Lillard's, the Kyrie Irvings can do because he's not at that caliber in this game. He don't have that consistent jump shot. And I think that's what separates him from the rest of the guards. 
And I think you're absolutely right, right? This is what I'm saying. Don't you think that attitude that he has has got transferred into Bill? Birds of a feather flock together. They said they've known each other since since Bradley Bill was 16. So I'm sure that John Wall has probably told him things along the way, you know, showed him the ropes. So of how maybe to move within Washington, the organization. So potentially, but and, we're not there. We, we don't know exactly that. And, 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 and if you don't say you number one, you prove it. That's where they go wrong too. Mm-hmm. They keep saying they're the number one back backcourt duo. I'm the number one backcourt, and now when they don't have a backcourt, you know, I can't really come back because I'm the number one shooting guard. Okay, so you put yourself in the number one shooting guard, where you get your information? Just because you score? No. If you're the number, if you're the number one, if you're the number one shooting guard, then when this shooting guard by to win this game, you mm-hmm. need to defend this guy. Why? Because you're better than him. That's that's your motto. You, you are going out here saying you're the number one shooting guard. Also, you know what, what it is, so I'm looking at him. This is so crazy. This this goes on with all DC sports, Chris. I you can't you can't really say that now because you got the Nationals, you got the no, Mystics. No. No, no, yeah, yeah, no, no. Besides the Capitals, besides, the only team that's struggling is no, the football and the basketball team. Yeah, because they talk. They talk more than they, than they, they talk more than they prove. They talk more than they prove, and then there's no I. And all those other teams that you said, there's no I. Like, like for instance, let, 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 let's go with your, let's go with your Knicks. Your Knicks would always be but. And I, I like, I be watching like the draft, and, like them talk about the draft. They're not gonna be good because they're still looking for that number one player. Mm-hmm. They never had a number one player. Patrick Ewing wasn't the number one player. When you made him the number one player, he let you down. It was about a team. Their team was a good team. Like you know, what I'm that's what we go wrong. Like R.J. Barrett. Instead of saying, you know what, who can I pair with R.J. Barrett? What other wing can I can I pair with him to make to make this team better? I'm looking for the next star. I want LeBron to come here. Rob Durant don't come here. No. It's about that team. I think with the Knicks, I think it's the organization. So they have so such bad publicity going on ever since Melo was with them and Phil Jackson and everything like that. Nobody wants to develop and not develop. Nobody wants to experience that same uh, situation that Melo went through. That's why when you look at when Kevin Durant was going through his free agency, he kind of like dissed the Knicks because nobody really want to play there anymore after how they how their organization is you know orchestrated. Because they think they're the mecca again. You use words like that. Okay, I'm the mecca. How? Because you got Spike Lee in the front. They ain't even treat Spike Lee right. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you, you feel what I'm saying? Yes. When you say, when you say, or you are the number one, it's hard to build off of that, man. It's hard. Anybody that I hear that Michael Jordan, like for instance, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan cried when he went when when he went to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I actually believe he thought it's really over. I don't think he thought it was over until until. That Hall of Fame. <laughs> I think he still thought I could still do it. That's why he still plays his the people on his team one on one. Like you know what I'm saying? He never said he was number one. Even with this documentary, he laughs like he's number one. He smirks like he know he's number one. He never says he's number one. When you say you number one, you butt. <laughs> Straight up. So if 
we going, I'm going to ask you this real quick and then we're going to transition to something else real quick. If you want to get rid of John Wall, you get rid of John Wall, what pieces do you bring in to make the Wizards a better team? I would try to ch- trade John Wall to somewhere like the Knicks. I would try to trade him for, to the Knicks to get draft picks. Or I would trade him to like Phoenix because he'll do good in Phoenix. And the pieces you need, you just, it's not, you have to make, barely build a number one piece, but you just have to make sure that whoever you bring in knows what they bring to the table. We, the Wizards has never, so we should stop trying to do it. They've never been a a, a team that uh, that grows players. We're not good at that. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why when when they go to other teams, like we had Ubre, Ubre shines way more better than what he did with us because we don't grow him. We just throw him in the mix and throw him in the fire, and, and that's just how you got to be. So I would just get rid of everybody. Start with a low cap. Try to get as many draft picks as possible. Go to young movement that share the ball. Like again, I take your I take your point guard from 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 the Knicks. Always said that. Always thinking he got a bad rap. I think he fit good with us. Talking about Dennis Smith. Yeah, it, they, they just want him to. Everywhere he goes, everybody wants him to be number one. Mm-hmm. He's not that. He's just a, a decent point guard. He's Schroeder. Who? Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. He's Dennis Schroeder. Like you know what I'm saying? Like yo, like I ain't say you're bad. You're a decent point guard. Then and then I would draft. I would I would try to draft uh some like Sadiq Bay, bring back Bertain. You know what I'm saying? And, and then and then bring nothing but shooters around. The worst kind of worst, I have I have Bill on my point. Actually, the sleeper of the draft, I'm telling you now, the sleeper of the draft is who I would have as my point guard if I traded John Wall. And that's that dude, uh, you gotta look him up. I don't know if you know him, but uh Marcus, I think my I lost his name wrong, but Marcus Howard. Marcus Howard? From Marquette. I think I might have heard of him. He came from a JUCO. Yeah, he's just small. Yeah, he's I like, think I think I know you're talking about. If he came from the JUCO, I think I know you're talking about. He he's he's like five ten. He he led he led college in scoring and he shot I think like forty five percent from the three point line, but he shot three ten threes a game. You want him as a small guard though? So you wanna get rid of Wall, rebuild in the draft and and bring in a, a small guard. Why not? Because he knows his role. See, I think I think what what made Golden State Golden State is that everybody had their role when they came out. I don't think they had a plan. It's just their whole team were underdogs. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a story. Clay was he was only there because his father. His name is his father. He's just nothing but a shooter. At best, he'd be coming off the bench. <laughs> you remember they said uh, Curry didn't have no handle. Remember they said that in college? Mm-hmm. They was like, he don't even got no handle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, was undersized out of Michigan State. He undersized. Draymond. They only know where to put him back. He's the same size as a guard, but he played like a power forward. Draymond, yeah. Yeah. Bogut was a disappointing first-round pick. Iguodala, when you needed him to lead the team, couldn't lead the team. With the 76ers, he's a bust. Or uh, Livingston, can he really play because his leg, and we don't even know how long that he's going to last since he was a bust. Yeah, everybody had a story. So they all played with their story. That's why when the second team was out there, that first side, that first team was on the side of the bench, screaming and hollering like that second team was the starters. When you when you don't when you don't have 
when you don't have a championship team, mm -hmm. you have to build your culture and you build your culture by certain principles that has to be built around teams. Okay. So if you have an individual mindset, you got to go. <laughs> you got to start from scratch. Because at best, let's just say what does come back. At best, what are we going to do? Second second round? Wait, what you, what you ain't trying to do? Like, our tickets are cheap. Do you know you can get... Uh, you can get at one time you can get floor seats for like two hundred dollars. For real? How much? I was on the floor a couple of times. I remember. I remember when we was in the barbershop, You had said a couple of people had given you or you got some tickets to go on the floor. This is yeah. when y'all was in the playoffs and stuff like that. How much were they around that time? That's what I'm saying. The tickets on there were like two hundred dollars. Mm. Like the only ticket stuff that that because one of my customers he he had seats. Mm -hmm. So for his company, when they didn't have it, he just gave it to me so they won't go to waste. Yeah. And them tickets be like two hundred dollars. We be on the floor. I'm not even a spitter, and I can spit on the people. Like I'm walk. I'm like when I'm getting my food, I'm actually walking on the floor while the game is going on. Yeah, that's a lovely environment there, huh? Yeah, I can never go back. I never been to a game since. You can't. You can't go back to the regular stands, huh? In like the mid middle or anything. Nah. So until I can save my money to, to go to the floor, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> Unless somebody give me tickets or something like that. Uh -huh. Unless this is so cheap, like it's $20 or something like that, I go. But like, people don't even know when you're on the floor like that, like they, they got caterers and everything in the back. Yes. I mean, you, you see it. You see that. Because you always see the people bringing out the, the alcohol and all that. Yeah, that's free. That's free? Yeah, that's all free. The wine. Oh, they feel like you spent so much on the ticket that they, they hand you that free? Everything, ice cream. You want 10 cones of ice cream? Just get 10 cones of ice cream. No, that's valid. I didn't even know that. Like, like I used to go so much that, like, the people thought they were my tickets. Like, like I remember, I remember, uh, like, when I used to go there, right? I used mm -hmm. to go there, and, and they made this one pasta. They would make my own pasta. And they see me, and the chefs would cook something up on the side while I'm standing in line. Cause I didn't like the certain pasta with tomatoes in it. Like I like tomatoes, and it just didn't taste good with tomatoes. Mm. So they remember me. So they they see me in the line, and they cook on a, in another walk. They will cook me this pasta without no tomato. Unbelievable. Nah, that's what's up. I mean, you're doing your thing. So look, you mentioned the individual mindset and things like that. So I gotta take you here, man. So off air, we had conversations about boxing. You mentioned that. I need to incorporate boxing into my plethora of things that I'm doing. Um, because I didn't mean I'm, to cut you off a hundred percent. Go ahead, hundred <laughs> percent. Because this dude right here, whoever listened to this podcast, if you ain't want to listen to anything, I want to know this man know about boxing. He knows <laughs> about boxing. Go ahead, my bad. You good? So because of my knowledge within the sport, so check this out. Within COVID-19, right, uh -huh. some of the bigger name fighters are fighting pay-per-view now. So we saw the Charlo brothers, they got their first pay-per-view. They had that uh, double header. Now you see Javante Davis having this pay-per-view uh, on Halloween, uh, the 31st. Is there any fighter out right now that you feel is going to be or could be Floyd Mayweather's successor? Yeah, I mean, if, if, it, if it's anywhere possible, it's your boy. It's your boy Dave. Tank. It's Tank. The oh. only thing, that, the only thing about Tank, which is sad, and this, this is everybody who I think is great right now. Mm -hmm. Tank gonna stop Tank. He's his only, he's his only opposition, right? The only way he gonna catch that L 
Cause Tank caught that L. Cause he didn't put in that work, or he ain't do, like he ain't do something to where he gonna end up saying, "I didn't put this, I didn't do this, or I didn't do that." Or he caught a charge. I don't know. Just like the Charlos. Yeah. Taking the Charlos, man. I love taking them Charlo, them Charlo brothers, man. Yeah. The Charlo boy special, man. Because they they said it on the all access. They had a. Uh... All access for Davis's fight against Leo Santa Cruz. So Floyd was saying he believed he could help Davis become his successor. I think that if as as like what you're saying, because he come from you know be more careful Baltimore. So as long as he stays focused, you know I don't see why he couldn't be his successor because he has the right people behind him and in his corner. The only difference is why it's gonna be hard to follow Floyd is that nobody is going to be patient enough to be a, a strictly defensive fighter. As patient as Floyd uh, was? Yeah, and the only reason why he was so much as patient because he broke his hands early. Mm-hmm. And he got frustrated because, and I always told people, I, I to this day, I like Pretty Boy Floyd better than I like Money Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Pretty Boy Floyd, it hurt you. Yeah. And then he'd be like, he hit his chin, he'd be like, and I'm still pretty. Yeah. Pretty Boy Floyd was dangerous, man. Yeah. He was dangerous. Not too Money many people Mayweather, know about that. Not too many people know about that. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not everybody know about that uh, pretty boy. Pretty, yeah. boy. pretty boy was a whole nother dude. And man. he he was he knew how to defend, but he was active on offense. Perfect example. And, 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 and he was trying to knock you out. Perfect, perfect fight was when he fought Diego Corrales. And he was and let him rest in peace. He was one of my favorite boxers. Yeah, Southpaw too. And I always like them Southpaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 Diego man. I, I mean, I shed a little tear when he died, man. That was he was one of my favorite. Yeah. But, the only reason why I say Davis got a chance, because the only reason why Floyd is Floyd and why he continues to be Money Mayweather yeah. is because he's in charge of his own marketing team mm-hmm. and he picks the right exact time when to fight a person. And most and sometimes they'll fight the person where their name is good, but their fighting skills might not be the best. Mm-hmm. He, know, he know how to make an opportunity of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think he'll do that with Davis. Like, he'll have Davis fight somebody when he knows that Davis can beat that person now. You had mentioned that off, off air when uh, Mayweather fought uh, Canelo, Chucky, Canelo Alvarez. Mm-hmm. He fought him when he was young. He And then he said this He said this against Andre Berto. It was just experience. When he beat Andre Berto, it was just experience. I got more experience than you. Nah, nah. Berto... Berto just couldn't stop his eyes swelling up. That's what was. You know what I'm saying? That's what he was. Once he get the lump, you know, once he got that lump, he always gonna get the lump. Like, you know what I'm saying? He just didn't care when it hurt his feelings. But Canelo, he knew. Mm-hmm. He knew Canelo was gonna be the next big name. Mm-hmm. So let me knock him off now. Because if I wait a year or two till he gets some more experience, he gonna knock me out. He too big. Mm-hmm. So he... And, and, and just like with Pacquiao, he knew what he was doing. He knew if you were the full Pacquiao at his peak, Pacquiao would have dropped him. But he waited until Pacquiao was going through all different types of stuff in his life. And mentally, he wasn't in the right space. And then he come off of a fight, fighting somebody four times and then losing. Like, who's who's going to lose a fourth fight to somebody? I can't argue with you on the no, fact that, said, that... That never happened in boxing ever in life. Like, yeah. I said, who's going to lose? Who's... Who, who, yeah, who's gonna lose a fight four times to somebody in a row? Like that's, come on, man. A- and I'm trained. Now on the street, yeah, but I'm trained. Mm-hmm. How am I gonna lose you four times? No way. You know what film I got? 
They set him up. I mean, I can't argue with you about him holding enough to fight Pacquiao, but I also can't blame Floyd either. Like we had said off air that Pacquiao was just knocking people out left and right. It's hard to argue that he wasn't on them them steroids because he had jumped weight classes so rapidly and he was knocking people out unorthodoxly with the left and right hand, but he it was the fact of how fast he was doing it. Floyd might have had knockouts he has, what's he, like 51, 50 and 0 with like 20-something knockouts. But you got Pacquiao, he was like, he 30, 30 and whatever, and got 24 knockouts. Like, yo, what's going on? What? Why is he, how is he doing this so rapidly at such a dominant pace? So I feel that, yes, Floyd was trying to protect himself, but he also knew something about Pacquiao because for him to be able to jump up that quick at such a rapid pace, it, it raises your eyebrows. Just like when you talk about Danny Green, he got drug tested the next day after he put a putback dunk. Like, Danny Green not supposed to be doing this. So I think, especially with how low in weight class that Pacquiao started off in boxing, for him to jump that much, you know, I can't really argue for it. That's why he tried to get him to take the Olympic-style drug test, and Pacquiao wouldn't do it at first. But, but, but when you question, you scared. Facts. That's why I said, I don't... You come up with an excuse? But you come yeah. up with an excuse, you scared. It's almost just like, okay, like in the street. Mm-hmm. Let's just say, I've been, I've been said I want to fight this dude for the long, right? Mm-hmm. So I finally see this dude. I'm like, oh, I ain't gonna fight you. You got your boys around you. They gonna try to jump. Yeah. And this boy was like, no, we ain't gonna do nothing. They sit down. No, y'all need to get this over with. Cause y'all been just, both of y'all been talking way too much. Y'all need to get this over with. Like each yeah. side is tired of hearing that. It's tired of hearing it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then they were like, oh no, no, you probably got a weapon on you. You yeah. probably, see now you come up with too many excuses. If it was just was a drug test, that'd be cool. But then when you gave him the drug test, now you saying now it's about the money. So it was always something. Like, mm-hmm. so when you always give excuses, I have to wonder, are you scared? Are you prolonging? Or or like, did you pick the right time when you know, like, he found Jesus and he no, did no longer want to be violent anymore? Yeah. Like, he, he, he lost his, he lost whatever was pushing him to be violent. And he's not violent no more. But now he's just doing it now as a job. So now his whole mentality different. And as a boxer, you can see that more than you can see steroids. You can mm-hmm. see if somebody's mentality has changed more than you can see if somebody's on steroids or not. Mm-hmm. And nobody asked that for him, like, how is he knocking out people with broken wrists? Yeah. Because he had that, he, and, and it's never really been fixed. It never been healed. Yeah. So how, how's it having to fall off yet? When you got football players, their fingers look like the letter L's. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Never, <laughs> like, they, they 40, 50 years old. It's never been good. You know what I'm saying? From, from it getting jammed so much. Yeah. How do you still fight? How, how you one of the oldest fighters to ever fight? And you small. Mm-hmm. You ain't shooting none of your wrist, but nobody said that. Why? Because nobody needed that excuse. But you're like one of the Charlo brothers, the youngest one. The oldest one was saying something about Mayweather's promotion or something. And the younger one was like, I don't like him. He was like, I don't know why you don't like Floyd. He was like, cause Floyd, Floyd my in my weight class, and I don't know when Floyd might come out slick. So Floyd might come out slick one of these days, and I gotta let Floyd know I'm gonna drop him. You a little bit bigger, so he ain't gonna fight you. He might come out and be like, I want him next. So I just want to make sure, like promotion, you good. But besides that, I'm gonna drop you. Yeah. Why? It's no excuse thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. You there to fight? You a fighter? 
Yeah. You don't need no reasons why not to fight nobody. Right. So this has been a good conversation. I want to end it off with this. I know you got to go. With all the people in the boxing world right now, you got the Charlo brothers, you got Javante Davis, you got Earl Spence, you got all these fighters that... That's beautiful. <laughs> Earl Spence is special. You got Lomachenko that just lost. You got Devin Haney, but all these different fighters are all over, um, you know, Deontay Wilder, whatever. Would you go as far to say that the dominance within the sport of boxing is back? Because for the longest... It was just Floyd Mayweather carrying the sport. Okay, I'm gonna say my thing, but I wanna I wanna see what you say about what I'm about to say. Mm -hmm. I never believed in, my, in all my life, in my 40s, I never believed that the that boxing was ever uh was ever ever dominated by the heavyweight. I thought that was an absolute lie. It's always been the water in the middle. When the water in the middle is not good, there's no boxing. Right now. We have a good, we have some good waters and some good middles, and even some good lightweights. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's always been that class that will hit you with combos and also knock you out. Everybody always wanted to say it's heavyweights because doing those good water weights, they will get heavyweights. But like, Roy Jones carried a lot. Mm -hmm. Roy Jones carried boxing. Yeah, he said that. Ha yeah, Hawkins carried boxing. Mm -hmm. uh, Shane, Shane Mosley. Like, we go on and on and on. With all these middleweights, all the way up to Mayweather, and everybody know who they are. Who's the champion now for heavyweight? You got who's third? Uh -huh. Who's third? You know what I'm saying? So like all the ones you said about boxing was all middle watches. So I think boxing is in a perfect position right now because they're all young. Mm -hmm. The good thing I noticed, and I hope it stay like this, man, because I like this whole group of boxing. That even the knuckleheads ain't like the old knuckleheads. The old knuckleheads sooner or later will catch a charge and it just be over and they just be disappear. Gone. Nobody wanna know where they are. Yeah, that happened they, to Jermaine Taylor. That's what I'm saying. These knuckleheads <laughs> learn. They learn they learned enough why they even the Charlos, they learn why they still was young. Mm-hmm. So you know it's just a maturity issue. Yeah. So now you get to see them actually put in work because now they're really uh, turning in from fighters to being boxers. Mm -hmm. And I just can't wait to see that. So I think boxing right now is at its peak. And in the next five years, I think MMA going to disappear. You think so? MMA, MMA, UFC and all that, it's at an all-time high now because while boxing was away and kind of diminished for a couple of years, MMA kind of took over. MMA, yeah. UFC. MMA is Kyrie. <laughs> Is that secondary? They need something. <laughs> they can't stand alone. They can't stand alone. When they try to stand alone during this pandemic, nobody wants to watch the MMA fights. You got to think. Baseball one playing. Football one playing. They was the only ones to jump out there and say, we're going to have it with nobody in the arena. Who for? I don't even know what MMA fighting for. <laughs> the only ones that I know that for it's the ones that have been fighting on the same card as these boxers. I want to say one thing. In terms of the successor, I feel that a sleeper that could have been Floyd's successor, you know, Floyd been carrying the game for a little bit, a couple, couple years now. I think if he had his stuff together, had his attitude right, and worked as hard as much as he took, he had the talent, but he just wasn't a hard worker. I think AB, Adrian Broner, about billions, I think he could have been Floyd's successor. He had... The whole persona, he had the the limelight, 
he had the factor that made you hate him, but he just didn't work hard. Nah, I think he worked hard. I just think, again, he's the Kobe of boxing. His goal was to be Floyd. Instead of his, his goal should be Adrian B- uh, Broner. He was the only Broner when he got dropped. When you tap that jaw and went under that plan, he wasn't being like Floyd did. Mm-hmm. No, you see his real boxing skills, and now he's ready to box. Yeah. But it took for him to get hurt. And, and let me tell you this. I always believe the best fight in the history of boxing, let him rest in peace, but the best, the best boss match ever would have been Floyd against Penel Whitaker. You think so? That would have been, oh my gosh. That would have been one of them fights that you would have had to record to teach your kids on on boxing. <laughs> Man. And they, were both, they were both technicians and they just would have got cut up. Nobody would have, nobody would have went to sleep. Nobody went over to sleep, but their face been caught up because the thing is, their styles were so much similar on defensive wise mm-hmm. that they would have had to fight each other, and it would have been crazy because it would have took both of them off, off guard. Yeah, because they have been the mirror of each other. That, that would have been the best fight ever made, ever made. <laughs> well, Joe's man, I appreciate you for. Jumping on to my first session, my first episode of this podcast, man. I know you got to get on up out of here. Now you good old man. Talk your head off, man. My nah. ass is not getting yapping. Nah, nah, that's what we needed for this podcast. But I appreciate you for joining me on, man. We got to do that. I know you wanted to do that That to be continued, so we got to get that going for you. Uh, but before you go, let everybody know where they can follow you at, just in case you said something good they want to see you know, in terms of a relationship or the sports, they want to see, you know, what George is about. Let them know where to follow you at again. Okay, so, again, my name is George Spiritual Nomad Robinson. You can find me at See What I'm Saying, Instagram. My podcast is coming out myself. That's why I think, again, I got to thank Chris for uh, not even just trusting me doing this podcast, but respect me enough to let me be his number one person on the podcast and I'll never forget that. But yeah, I'm about to start my own podcast on November the 5th. And the name of the podcast is called See What I'm Saying. And the goal is of my podcast is to uh, let y'all realize how life is so easy that it's hard. And you know what I'm saying? Life's so easy that it's hard and I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to help people to live and thrive and not just survive. Because you know, Survival is nothing but an animal instinct. And we all need to live and not just survive in this world and live and be who God wants us to be. Then you can also find me too on LinkedIn underneath uh, George Robinson because I'm also as an aspiring life coach. Hit me on LinkedIn. Also, you can hit me on Facebook. Uh, you can hit me on Facebook underneath uh, George Robinson again or you can hit me underneath George Spiritual Nomad. And again, it's not the spiritual nomad that you see all the time. It's spiritual no dash man because my whole objective is to you know, have a spiritual backing to it but not get anybody mad at me don't have nobody think I'm crazy so like you know no man you know what I'm saying no man don't get mad at me yeah. you know I ain't crazy you know what I'm saying <laughs> I'm just trying to walk this journey on out man so we can all you know what I'm saying live and grow but uh yeah that's about it like again following on, on, on the podcast the podcast is going to be see what I'm saying it's going to be on all outlets anyway you can get a podcast I'm going to be streaming that out and yes, yeah, it's probably man. And again, man, uh, follow my man, uh, probably too low. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Good old Chris, man. You know what I'm saying? Thanks again, man, for having me on, man. You're a blessing, man, no doubt.
No doubt. I appreciate you, man. It's Chris Poppy Chulo Miller with George. See what I'm saying? Robinson. Follow me. You know what it is. Chris.Miller underscore underscore on that Instagram. On that Twitter is Chris underscore Miller 05. I'm out. <laughs>